0: So he did remember which one it was on the keyboard. Yeah. Welcome to Crit Apocalypse episode 84. My name's Matt. I'm here with my co-host. I say co-host. Host? I'm probably the co-host, aren't I? I don't know. Who speaks more? Me, Me probably. Don't no, shut up. Yeah, I never shut up. So welcome to Crit Apocalypse episode 84. My name's Matt. I'm here with Anne. And you have the recent honor to be not only the most popular meta gaming channel on YouTube, but mm-hmm. also, a new a new subscriber's joined you, and he seems to be quite the affluent social media um, member. What's this new, who's your newest subscriber? I
1: don't know, it was like five minutes ago I saw it. I, oh, I just forgot it right. Seb the Cool Gamer.
0: Oh my god, finally. Yeah. We're getting
1: recognised. He's got a lot of videos of animals. We. He's got a lot of dog dog videos. <laughs> <coughs> I yeah, told you you're he's not allowed
0: to cop. He's also got a tour, I told you you're not allowed to cough. He's also got a tour, to got a tour of his room. No, tour. A turr Which when you're eight years old What you want to do is You want to let those people On the internet That are always So upstanding and lovely To have The map of your house hmm. Via video So they know exactly scared? how to get What? He's
1: going to be scared now He's not going
0: to be scared He's not scared He's a brave motherfucker You've not seen the video He's got a Going around his house Anyway If you can't tell This week I am sick I've been to the doctor Yeah and
1: I said Do you want to wait To record And No because I'm cough- going to
0: be sick For weeks oh, It's never okay. going to end Um, I have, I had, I had the flu last week and I didn't realise because I just thought it was like I thought it was a bit under the weather, went to work and did everything as normal. And then Saturday came and I, I had a crippling breakdown. I couldn't stop coughing. I still have a minor cough, but I couldn't stop coughing and I've caused some damage to my throat. So I'm now on antibiotics because I have a viral infection in my throat. Sexy. Yeah, I know, right? Um, for the most part, I'm going to sound like this for a little while. I don't sound great. I know. Said a bit like Freddy Krueger but fucked uh, Paul O'Grady. Is alright? It's okay, isn't
1: it? <coughs> right, you coughed twice now.
0: I know, right? It's like getting better.
1: Oh, good.
0: Okay. Anyway, so Crypt Apocalypse every couple of weeks we review some stuff and fangs. I put myself through some horrible shit and apparently doesn't because he doesn't like playing stuff that he doesn't
1: immediately know he'll enjoy. I just don't have the money to waste on things man. So
0: I This week my first review is going to be an exciting one It's going to be a big one I think everybody wants to hear about my opinions of Player Unknown Battlegrounds Mobley For the Android Um Just some perspective Yes I've played Power- Player Unknowns Battlegrounds on Xbox It's known as PUBG to the kids <sighs> Yeah I've played PUBG on Xbox PUBG. I've, played it, I've played it on PC And I've now played it on mobile And I'll tell mm-hmm. you what it is four different ways to play your favourite mediocre experience in which you might have some fun, but more than likely, you'll experience the height of frustration. Do
1: You um, see, you can um, win a chicken dinner from KFC with PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds now. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's a thing they've got set up, they're doing.
0: So they've actually got chicken in the UK again?
1: Um, no, they keep running out of other stuff. It's, it's a revolving door of what they run out yeah, with I at know, KFC. Well, yeah.
0: it depends on how many homeless people they can catch each week, isn't it? Yeah. 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 not yeah, um, die the meat. If you haven't played player unknown battlegrounds, um, well, it's like a vanilla. Well, it's like a it's like a a non functional version of Fortnite battle royale. I'd probably say, is that fair?
1: But with vehicles, I mean Fortnite Battle royale is Two months of work. You can't expect them to.
0: You can't expect it to be working better. Yeah. You know, have more modes. When you, I
1: mean, when especially when you know, they had to use all those Unity assets.
0: Yeah. Um, so all in all, PlayerUnknown Battlegrounds on mobile. If you haven't played PlayerUnknown Battlegrounds, or you've been looking for a way to play it maybe more casually, this is absolutely fine. It's really functional. It doesn't look great, and sometimes there's pop-in and pop-out, especially when it comes to mobile data. But if you're on Wi-Fi, it tends to be quite a good experience. Um, I'm not a fan. I'm just, I'm just not. I think that my problem is that even though it's now in, um... It's now out of out of beta and out of alpha on PC and it's a fully working product. It still has a lot of issues, a lot of problems. And I think that a lot of people that have accepted that that's PUBG now. Um, I just I wasn't in there two three years ago when it was first released. It was only a year ago. Is it was only a year ago? Yeah. So how have a long time? Phenomenal last year. So like say, okay, so a year ago I wasn't really there from the ground up, so I wasn't really invested. And I found it way too easy to jump over to something like Fortnite, which is just infinitely more fun to me, really.
1: You can jump on rockets on Fortnite and ride them.
0: Didn't know about that. But yeah. anyway. If someone, flies, someone fires so, a rocket, you jump on it. PUBG. Pub I'm giving it a, uh, I'm gonna give it a, uh, Drew Barrymore.
1: She married Tom Green.
0: I don't know if she's attractive or not. Is True Barrymore is. attractive? Drew Barrymore's lovely. You think she's attractive? Leave her alone. She's got one of those faces where I see her and I'm like, True Barrymore, yeah, I think she's attractive. And then you see her and you're
1: like, True Barrymore's like, she was Sugar in the hit film Batman Forever. She was one of Tommy Lee Jones' two henchwomen, Sugar and Spice.
0: Was she actually just out of her face on cocaine and someone like went to her, hey, do I come work in this club? She was like, and
1: she was sober then. She was only out of her face on cocaine when she was like eight.
0: Nine, yeah. ten, 11, no,
1: no. 12. It was only when she was a little kid they sent her to rehab because it was a big scandal. Anyway, anyway, when they found we, out this we're, little we're getting, kid was on drugs,
0: we're 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 joking about childhood addiction to cocaine, and that's not on what, to what cocaine, cocaine, cocaine.
1: Jeez, okay, coca,na coca,na
0: cocaine, coca-na. Coca-na.
1: Coca-na. Coca-na.
0: Coca-na. coca,na Uh Yeah, it's not great, but you know, people like it. Like Drew Barrymore.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know if she's attractive. She might be attractive. She's very attractive. I kind of think she's alright looking. I don't think she's super attractive.
1: Oh yeah. What elbow's too pointy, yeah? No. Just like, I just,
0: it's just, I think that, look, come on, attraction is a spectrum. You know, some people are into some things and other people aren't into those things. I don't think I'm into Drew Barrymore. But every time I try and think about it, whether or not I am attracted to her, I'm always like...
1: Does that matter? Is that her worth? Is that... Is that no, how it works? I just
0: think it's a good explanation for how I feel about player unknown Battlegrounds is my attraction to Drew Barrymore. I think it's the best way to explain it. Okay. Do you not feel that as an apt You're metaphor? You're just comparing
1: her to a, you know, just a, a game, a digital game.
0: Both, uh, both are media assets. I'm sorry, do you know Drew Barrymore personally? Would you like to rate her personality? She's a very nice lady. Have you met her? She Have you has spoken been, to in, her? She
1: was in Charlie's Angels.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. Jesus Christ, these libtards
1: nowadays. Johnny's Angels is a fantastic film. Johnny's Angels
0: is actually not a bad film and it's got Simon Says in the uh, in the soundtrack, get the fuck up. And what? it's got the, the one that samples the Godzilla soundtrack, the original Godzilla. Da, 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 da. Oh yeah. Da, 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 da. Ba, ba, ba,
1: ba. Yeah, Samoa Joe's entrance music. Simon
0: Oops. Says, yeah. Great song. Anyway, sorry, Ann. it's your review. Sorry oh, to keep your so brief. You will be sorry. Should um, I jump
1: onto PUBG whilst you're doing it? I need to think of something to review. do because it's gonna I'm going to get in the mic and I'm stuff. I'm not going to. Uh, right, um, right, okay, I can think of something to review. Uh. There was a wrestling event, wasn't there? Yeah, Ronda Rousey for. No, she hasn't had a match. That's WrestleMania. She's having a match at WrestleMania. It was, what was the bloody event called? They had a wrestling event over the... Not over the edge. No, oh, no, the they, edge. Had the,
0: they had the WrestleMania deletion thing. What was the thing where someone got deleted? Oh, that was dele- fucking hilarious. What, what was it? Someone got deleted from existence. So explain to me, firstly, okay, the so device it, they
1: used to kill the person. Let's review... So are going to review the ultimate deletion? Yeah, you do that. Tell oh, me God. about that. Right, so in TNA years ago, Matt Hardy started a gimmick of called Broken Matt Hardy, and it's basically he was meant to have gone mental and deranged and stuff. Yeah. But the whole overriding... He's basically obsessed with deleting his brother from existence... And all this sort of stuff. And calling his brother Brother Nero because he stabbed him in the back. Um, And the whole thing is presented in this like really cheap poorly made like B-movie thing. You know the sort of thing you'd expect like a bunch of kids who have no idea what they're doing with home videos to make a movie. And it'd be like they film it all in their backyard. Yes. And it's like this is the super complex of science and stuff and it's like the barn. And it's like presented like that and it's all low budget. And WWE did their own take on it because since Matt Hardy's gone to WWE. He's yeah. there. He's not broken Matt Hardy, though, because I think TNA owned the rights to the broken name. So he's woken Matt Hardy, which I get, whatever. He just laughs a lot and stuff. And he's had a feud with Bray Wyatt. He's very theatrical. Um, but they basically what they did is they redid it. They did their own version of it with Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. Um, and they scattered it throughout the show, like showing a few minutes at a time, which is how they presented it on TNA years ago. Or yeah. was it Impact by that? Who knows? Like, no one knows what's going on with TNA. Um but yeah, the whole thing is just like Bray Wyatt turns up at the gates, the gates open, the drone flies down and a hologram of Matt Hardy's face appears and he's like, Bray Wyatt, you have arrived. Please enter the compound and that's that's his home. Yeah. And you know, Bray Wyatt goes through and they have a wrestling match in the ring, and it's like they're having a regular match for a little bit, and it's all weird because if you watch wrestling without commentary or a crowd, it's really weird to watch because it's just two guys running around on a canvas going <laughs> like that and you can hear him saying stuff to each other and things like that um, but they're having a regular match and then it just starts getting sillier and sillier and there's like fireworks going off and frigging yeah. backstabbing stuff and they get chased into oh he gets on a lawnmower he's like trying to decide if he's going to jump on a uh, lawnmower or a wheelchair to run him over and he gets on the lawnmower and starts driving it towards him then stops and gets off and starts fighting him and wow just, like, the whole thing's like a complete mess. Um, when Bray Wyatt's walking to the ring, Matt Hardy's wife is playing Bray Wyatt's entrance music on a piano and it's all like dramatic and stuff. And, and Matt Hardy's like, I didn't think you would arrive. <laughs> um, so they have this whole stupid theatrical where the dilapidated dope boat shows, uh, which was a, a major moment in the TNA one. He's running towards the river and Jeff Hardy was firing fireworks at him from a firework cannon launching thing. Yeah. And there's a boat and he goes to hide behind. He goes, look, a dilapidated boat. And he goes and grabs it and hides behind it. Um he's <laughs> just fucking left. But in this one it's like they go to the boat and Matt's fighting Bray in the dark and he loses track of where Matt is and he flips the boat over and Matt's groundsman there is senor something or the other it's a fucking surname. He's like his groundskeeper, he's his Mexican man. He's just like a guy, just some guy. Just some
0: random Mexican dude. Yeah. And yeah. the guy
1: starts singing um a song to him and then Jeff Hardy turns up behind him and carries on You know, he was singing the whole world in his hands or something dumb like that. Um yeah, and it all ends with Bray Wyatt getting thrown into the River of Reincarnation, which is supposed to reincarnate the wrestler as a new entity, usually an old entity. Yeah. Um, but Bray Wyatt's body was not found. He's been deleted completely. So this is serious wrestling entertainment.
0: <laughs> so, you know when someone says to you, Hey, wrestling, isn't that all fake? Yeah. this is, And then you turn around and you say, You say, no, someone got deleted from fucking existence.
1: Yeah. I was hoping he would, they would dig him out and he'd be Husky Harris, because... Bray Wyatt's first gimmick in WWE was a wrestler called Husky Harris. Yeah. Cuz he was husky.
0: And he had a voice like me basically. Yeah.
1: Uh, don't know. But he's um, he's the son of <laughs> R. Shyster. you know, the IRS the classic wrestler yeah. from the 90s. Um but the whole thing's like fantastic cuz it's just like a meta stupid like narrative thing. I was worried WWE were going to like let this have too much money and do it too well or something if they were going to yeah. do this, but yeah. if they didn't. It was exactly the right level of shit. Yeah. And it's like WWE are kind of like, I don't think they expected this Woke and Matt Hardy gimmick to work, and they must have thought for ages it wasn't working because they were managing it so much, making him do the things they wanted him to do. And then they must have just he must have just convinced them to let him go and do what the fuck he wanted.
0: I don't think anyone in WWE is saying to themselves, fuck, we can delete people. We need to make this work. <laughs> yeah. And then,
1: like... <laughs> but it, it It came across a lot like where... If they had been managing it It would have been completely different But they clearly just went You know what Fuck it The Matt Hardy thing's not working For us right now Let's just let him do his thing yeah. And it was the best thing On the entire show Yeah And they need to <coughs> they, That's something The WWE needs to learn How to do again Is to trust their wrestlers Because they've stopped doing that And the reason The Attitude Area reason why they became so big In the Attitude Area Is that they let their wrestlers Do their thing Yeah pretty They pretty gave them Whatever they want yeah. They were all like They just basically went Okay here's what's going on In this sequence You're going to do this and this Improvise make it work and yeah. they let the wrestlers go out there and let their personality shine that's what they need to do because so few of their wrestlers do this and uh, yeah it's just entertaining silly nonsense but naturally we didn't show it on the replay apparently it wasn't on the hulu replay that comes up and they haven't put it on their youtube channel no that's shit <laughs> they should yeah. um because you have to find some reversed image version of it on youtube and mm. it's like the views they're giving away there um I know what's going to cause is cause their frigging copyright guys to have to waste loads of time tracking down all these videos that have gone up when they could just put it up in its entirety. Um But yeah, it's it's just it's just that stupid nonsense. What wrestling needs is to acknowledge how stupid it is and do the stupid things,
0: the fun stuff. Yeah,
1: like because like Mick Foley's always said, wrestling is a variety show. If you don't like the clowns, you might like the action scenes. If you don't like the action scenes, you might like the horror. Yeah, it's all different things and with Woke and Matt Hardy they were trying too hard to do a like oh his laugh They, they someone there must have loved his laugh and mm-hmm. all he was doing was laughing about stuff and that shouldn't be what it be just let Matt Hardy just spout <coughs> theatrical nonsense yeah he tries to be Shakespearean when he's it. you know remember that episode of Frasier where they meet their old actor from high school yeah. who's they thought was an amazing Shakespearean actor and then and they, they hear Tinto's him act again, again he's terrible hack, yeah. yeah that's what Matt Hardy is he's that actor who thinks he's Shakespearean brilliance but he's completely insane he's a fucking hack um, but Matt Hardy's brilliant Who would have thought That he'd be the one Out of those two To be the biggest star Yeah Because Jeff Hardy Was the one Who everyone was like He's the next Shawn Michaels and Well
0: Jeff Hardy Was the one That was most acrobatic And everything mm. as well Wasn't he He was like yeah. the
1: one Who was the real deal Yeah Matt was the better wrestler Always But people overlooked him But yeah. um, the thing with Jeff Hardy Was that he was the next Shawn Michaels In a lot of ways Because he really Fucking loves drugs Yeah But Shawn Michaels Stopped doing the drugs Eventually Yeah Apparently yeah. Um, He found Jesus Jesus. Well, don't they all find Jesus eventually? Yeah. Um, but Fucking Matt Hardy, Jesus. just like, you know, he's got his shit sorted out mostly, it seems. He hasn't been arrested too many times. No, no. Stoned off his tits in a car and all that and crashing into things. Right. Well, yeah, Ultimate Deletion, that was a thing that happened in WWE. WWE devoted 20, like 15 minutes of their show to weird, like, low-budget... Yeah.
0: Things. Dramedy. <laughs> Drama comedy slash human deletion experiment.
1: You should watch the TNA ones though; they're amazing. Tits and ass. They threw um. They delete. Sh- do they
0: delete more people?
1: No. They sh- they threw Shane Holmes Helms into the um, river of reincarnation, and he came out as the Hurricane, and then were like, no, him back in, so they threw him in again. He came out as a member of Free Cat, which was like, in WCW, he was part of a um, a boy band gimmick. Yeah, it was like three of them were supposed to be like, like a bo- uh, boys to men Backstreet Boys style. Gimmicks they threw him out and brought out, like they yeah, threw him in the reincarnation. He comes out, with his boy band gimmick, which is genius. Um, but yeah, the, not pulling Husky Harris out of the river was a bit of a lost chance, but yeah, uh, yeah, it was it, it was silly nonsense. I watched that, I didn't watch any rest anything else on the show, I just watched that, yeah, because <laughs> a lot of them. people were
0: the same, yeah, um, because I heard about that, I didn't hear about anything else that happened,
1: yeah, because when it happened in TNA, it went viral and everyone went crazy for it, but it, like it only went viral on the, on the amount TNA you could probably make it. You know because the audience is tiny in America. Well, everybody was
0: talking about this the other yeah. day,
1: and this was like raw everywhere. It's yeah. on raw, it's like that's freaking you know, they get a lot of views on raw. Yeah, there's a reason it's three hours long, like so. They freaking, yeah, that was like a massive thing that went all over the place. And people, it's funny as hell, went nuts. I bet Max Landish would have really loved to have talked about that, but he's kind of banished himself from Twitter after. Well, you know why, don't you? Because he's a kind dirty of a scumbag. person, yeah, yeah. Who
0: would have funk that the guy... Who... Well, a lot of people for a long time, they've been saying... Yeah, he, he was yeah. a scum bag, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Isn't it funny how red-letter media stopped talking about... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just cut him off. Done. Um, okay, so I guess this is my next review, is it?
1: Fine, whatever. Go for it.
0: So my next review is um, Santa Clarita Diet
1: Season 2. Are you going to comment about Drew Barrymore's looks again?
0: So, it's a series starring Timothy Oliphant, handsome middle-aged man, Drew Barrymore. Meh. Um, it's all about Drew Barrymore coming down with a disease that turned into a member of the undead. The first series, the whole idea was that they were trying to, um, they were trying to find a way to halt her rapid uh, deterioration, but at the same time also find out how she had become a zombie. Um, towards the end of the series, because it was only 10 episodes, I, uh, in the beginning, they moved too quickly and it felt like they really didn't get an idea of what they wanted to do with it until the end. So at the end, there was a lot of uh, groundwork made up and and yeah, it was just it was the first season. I think was a problem, but second season starts off straight away. They find the missing ingredient they need to stop her from rotting any further. So resolved in the first episode. Oh, that's good because yeah. you
1: know, obviously, he doesn't want to be
0: no, no, no. Fingering I think in a rotting. Girl. So, so here's the thing. So they find they they immediately find what they need to complete the not a cure, but the to halt to halt the the rotting of the of the people that are infected. Um, and they start making headway on finding out exactly what's happened. They actually find out how it's happened, who's responsible, and how to prevent it. But then they get another. It wraps up nicely in this series instead of the last series, where it was a bit of a mess, didn't really wrap anything up. Mm. This series, they start wrapping up the uh, one of the loose ends from the last series, and they wrap up the loose ends from you know other other episodes and such. And they sort of finish off this season's arc. Um, all in all, it's a much cleaner season. This series. Um, and also they know their strengths now And a lot of their strengths are there's Really it's the comedy from the cast hmm. Nathan Fillion's back in it Yeah. Um, in the first yeah. series he was only really in two episodes And he's was kind of a dick And they killed him off as soon as they could In this series they sort of play with that So the idea is that when you become a member of the undead You become whatever you wanted to be in life So you've got one person was an auctioneer But they wanted to be slower They wanted to take their time alive hmm. So as soon as they become a member of the undead They're very slow they don't really care about anything. Mm. When they talk, they talk like this, with this inflection instead of speaking like all the fast, all the time they speak like this. They're just like, mm. I don't really care. Um, Drew Barrymore gets into ASMR. Gets into ASMR. Gets into ASMR. Mm. Um, they actually make a comment about ASMR. They no. say, if you've come over with the undead like that girl, then you can do go into ASMR. And then she she says that her friend is doing it on YouTube and she pays her parents mortgage. And it's just like, that's one of the nice little jokes in there. But um, but one of the funny things is Drew Barrymore says that I used to be this, like this meek person who didn't really stand out or do anything. And now that I've become a member of the undead, I'm outspoken. I, I take what I want or I or at least I make moves to get what yeah, I want. Yeah, but she eats people. She does eat people. And mm. also she's so, mm. you don't really know how to think about her getting what she wants. Because mm. as a human being, I rate people on the way they look according to you. So. Yeah, you do. Anyway, so, back to the storyline. Tim Fjolophorn, Um In the first series, they kind of give you the idea that he may be losing his mind. In this series, they get away with that because it was always sort of, what What do you mean you're lo- they're losing? But in this, it's more like he's worried about losing his family. Um, as I said, uh, Nathan Fillion is back in it. He's just a head now. Oh, nice. So, Nathan Fillion, where he was killed in the first series, they didn't properly gank him, so his head's still alive, where he's become a zombie since he was bitten. Oh. Um, and they still sort of keep his head in a vase. And he is still charming in full zombie makeup as just a head in a vase and being Nathan Fillion as he is in anything else. It's fantastic. It's great to have him. He's in not too series. fussed about being there. A- he's not. No, he is like at one point he goes, he goes, I don't want to die. I want to see everyone grow up and stuff. And then like they, they, they help him out a little bit and it gets to maybe like the seventh or eighth episode of the series. And he says, well, he goes, no, I'm ready now. I want to die. And it's like, what would you, how would you like to go? I mean, we could just watch some porn on an iPad together. And he's like, no. I like something a bit more classy maybe like Sunset or something and then a pillow to the back of that. and he's like do you really want to go? We just started re-watching The Wire and he goes Joel I think I'm ready to go now <laughs> <laughs> um, The whole series yeah it's, it's become a lot more focused I don't know what they've done but they've changed something up um, it's a lot more focused it's a lot more intelligent um, they really are playing to their strengths which is the cast the two kids um, they've got a neighbour boy that helps them out he's like a science whiz at the same time he's super interested in all this nerdy shit so zombies essentially wrap his alley um, and also he wants to fuck their daughter. So he's like all invested. He wants to get up her alley. He wants to get up her alley. Um, and he's a great actor. Um, and also the daughter. She is, she is very strong. It's ridiculous how good she is. A lot of the time when there's a scene going on and the two adults are clearly losing their minds, it doesn't seem unnatural for someone to step in and say something, mm. but for it to be her and then it feel like a realistic response to that situation, even though it's an unrealistic situation is very very good like everyone in it I can't say enough about them except for Drew Beryl she's still there but everybody else is fantastic why do you hate Drew Barrymore? I don't hate Drew Barrymore. Jesus it's a so fucking a... joke at this point But she's like, a freaking I don't I don't have any interest in her if I she don't...
1: was British she'd be an English Rose no she wouldn't yes yeah, she would
0: do you think she'd be the Kate Winslet yeah she'd be the Kate she'd Winslet she'd be like Kate's, Win- it, yeah. Kate's Winslets yeah
1: she'd be like a Kate Blanchett more of a like daffodil but you know Just a flower Of some I, kind I think if, if A good Drew, English Strong if English flower If Drew
0: Barrymore was, was born in the UK I think I could see her On his stint mm. the very most
1: Julian Addison was, was she born in the UK? She was Scotland Was she? Yeah. Scotland or Irish? Uh, Irish? Scottish? Scottish or Irish? Scottish? Like that. <laughs> Skyrim?
0: Skyrim um, Yeah so Santa Clarita Diet I it's I have a soft spot for it Well the series in general um, As much as Sorry I've got hiccups now As much oh, God as God's oh, It's all gas isn't it
1: Um what you are
0: exactly um, as much as I say I don't really have any, any strong feelings for Drew Barrymore she's <coughs> <coughs> she <coughs> <laughs> she is the main character in this series and I keep watching it and she is she she's doing well good 8 seconds like was wasted thank you um, but I really like it Santa Clarita I give this like uh, I give it a strong uh, give it a strong try not to cough I give it a strong Julianne Moore um, yeah always always a great presence um, and I'm always happy to see more of it so I can't wait for season three if they get one I think it'll be the last series of the season forever, and they're naturally wrapping stuff no, up
1: six seasons and a movie no it's community.
0: <laughs> Troy and I've in we the morning
1: to, we have to do a, um, a spin-off let's go into space we have to find out the backstory between one of the characters from like ten years prior or something Better Call cool Saul it man do the spin-off <laughs> <laughs> when's Better Call cool Saul back on that was about May wasn't it Last year It's
0: going um, back on I, See I this is, this is embarrassing I watched every episode Of, of um, Breaking Bad As soon as it was out Yeah But <coughs> I haven't watched any Of Better Call cool Saul Better cool fantastic I watched the first episode And I was like This is fucking glorious looking I don't know Like you know I told you that That was how I tested The 4K TVs That I was thinking about yeah. getting Is that a sample Of the beginning of Better cool Soul Where he's rolling out The cinnamon bun dough Yeah And it looks Fucking phenomenal and I got my TV and I put the first episode on and I was like, this is fucking incredible sleep.
1: Um, no, Better Call is an amazing series, like, probably the best thing Netflix has got on. It's fantastic. Right, um, I need to think of something to review. Um, uh, I bought Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, Fall of the Foot Clan on the Game Boy. I've only got two things to review this week, so I'm having to make this up on the spot i got, yeah, there you go, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, for, do you want to play Teenage Mutant Hero okay, Turtles? Okay, cool, go fall for, for, a, for give it, to me, give it to me. I'll give you the Game Boy, it's charged, it's got R-Type in there right now, we won't talk about R-Type, it's actually got quite good music, this, right, we'll just, uh, we'll get the Game Boy switched, oh god, it's glitchy, because it's, it's a Game Boy, <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's like, you remember that, when you plugged it in the Nintendo logo, it can all, all broken, there you go. You can play some Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles Fall of the Foot Clown. Cool. One sec, one sec. Um, but yeah, I, I went and brought. I, I went into CEX the other day and I was like, I want some Game Boy games. Because you never have any Game Boy games in here. And um, they didn't. They were like, eh, whatever. Because I don't think much of the people there were alive when the Game Boy was around. Um, and friggin', like, a couple days later, someone traded in a shitload of Game Boy games. So I went in and spent 10 quid. And got myself Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles: Fall of the Foot Clan, a classic I played as a kid, an R-type. Which type, which R-type is it? Well, the first R-type. Yeah, that was the only. I think it's the only one they did on the Game no, Boy. They did actually. R-type too, as well, did
0: they? Yeah, but it in Game Boy Color, and you know the the halfway ones.
1: No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the black cartridges. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's actually like I was playing it again, and it's like it's mediocre as all hell, but it's solid mediocre. It's like it does what it's supposed to do. It's It reminds me of Final yeah. Battle. Sprites are really nice as well, like the really big chunky Game Boy sprites on yeah. there. Um, it reminds
0: they, me so much of Final Fantasy. Yeah.
1: They kind of look like... Um, you know when you play the LCD games and you get the LCD characters that have... You know, because they've only got the one frame of animation. They kind of look like that. <laughs> oh, you I actually, can throw
0: projectiles.
1: Yeah, you can throw a shuriken. But, um, yeah, it's like... I've been playing it. It's been a long time since I've played it. And I've been wanting these like old friggin... You know, the old Game Boy platform license games because... You're not going to see licensed games come back. All those old like games, like the Batman movie game, and friggin' like, Teenage Mutant Turtles and RoboCop and all that stuff. Yeah, they don't get re-released because you know you have to wade through a million license rights that have transferred all over the place. Even over though the, years.
0: the music's a fucking nightmare. Yeah,
1: like Konami, like Ubisoft. Wasn't it? Ubisoft did the Teenage Mutant Turtles remake of Turtles in Time, didn't they? And they had to license it from Konami and the people who hold the Turtles license and all this sort of stuff. And no, then it got removed that. from sale after a while.
0: You know the um SNES Classic? Yeah. That was like one of the only reasons I wanted one was to play Tales in Time again. And yeah. me and Steve got drunk and played all through it in about yeah. an hour and twenty minutes, and I was like, Well, that was worth seventy quid. <laughs> that was literally the I was just like yeah. I was just like, I just drank a bottle of seventy pound whiskey and I spent seventy fucking quid on this stupid fucking console. Well give and me I, this
1: give me your SNES Mini. No, I was still happy with it. I'll be oh. playing
0: again. Got Sunset on. Riders was also a highlight.
1: Yeah, Sunset was Riders is great. great. You get wild guns on there.
0: Wild Guns is a good shout. Yeah. Do you want to play Wild Guns all the way through at me? At one I was point, I
1: want to get this PS4 version. So um, oh. it's all—it's basically just a remake of the game in widescreen. Um, but yeah, those you old Game Boy games, Christmas man. Anymore. But um, I can put Game Boy games. We can keep ruining all the fun, man. If you're coughing.
0: I'm all right. <laughs> I'm not, I'm
1: completing this game on stage too it? It's fun, isn't it? You're probably like, on screen too There's, Oh yeah no, I'm, I'm You screen haven't screen fought Rocksteady free. yet No I haven't fought Rocksteady Or Bebot, Whichever one's first possible Oh
0: shit There's a bike that but, you um, can't avoid
1: That's a proper old game as well. It's like 1990 that came out one 99? The, yeah 1990 It came out One of the first games On the Game Boy Early early Game Boy games man
0: Do you remember um, Do you remember Bart um, At Camp Krusty Or whatever it was There
1: was a million Bart Simpson, Simpsons games man There was I like too many I had Bart versus the Space Mutants And Bart versus I the World Um, Bart Mm -hmm. vs. Space Mutants isn't great and Eva's Bart Versus the World. But yeah, I'm looking to collect those up so if anyone wants to send me any old Game Boy games... I have a
0: ton of my drawer you can have. Just, um... I don't... I'm not giving you my Ghostbusters 2 though that's fully boxed. Which one? I've got the Japanese copy of Ghostbusters 2. You know the top-down version? Oh, I've got the NES version of that. Yeah, you do, yeah. Yeah. But I've got the boxed version from Japan. It's incredible. Give me it. You can play it but you can't have it.
1: I might need it for when I do a video about New Ghostbusters 2. Yes, is on, you
0: can borrow it for that. That's, that's on the like, slate. It was only £7. I bought it from yeah. a collector who just get rid of it. I was like, yeah, it's, yeah. Not,
1: it's not expensive to get, but um, getting the actual British and American Game Boy carts is tough because there's two of them. Yeah, I know. Um, and one's that's, blue and one's black. That's why we're for the, the Japanese
0: yeah. one because it's the top-down version and not the horrible side-scrolling. No, they, they
1: released both of them over here. Really? Yeah, but they've on the cartridges, one's black and one's blue. Yeah. Um, but it only got released in America. The blue one's the good one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in America, they got them. They got it released over there, and that's the only way they got that top-down one. The NES version never got released in America, fucking... which is dumb. But um, yeah, friggin', it's a fun game. That it's, like, it's I'm, simple. I'm and, enjoying it yeah. a lot. I mean,
0: I probably should be paying more attention to what you're saying and less yeah. attention to what...
1: Well, you're going to have to review something in a minute. I know I'm going to have to review something. Um, yeah, I I want to get a hold of um, the old Game Boy, Batman games. There was that Joker one they did yes. on there. Was it Return the Joker on the back? Yeah, it was Return the Joker. They also had Is a Mask of that? Phantasm game. Did they? Yep. But, um, yeah, Yeah, ones. boy. Um, there's a Power Rangers game on the Game Boy, but I've got a feeling it's terrible. Uh,
0: yeah, you, um, had,
1: you had Zio. Um, no, Zio had a racing game.
0: Yeah, you had that on Game Boy as well.
1: Did they? They have yep. done Zero Races on the Game Boy, yeah, surely. They did. It's too late for Game Boy.
0: Game Boy um, ran for ages, dude. Yeah. Um, and they had a triple cart that had uh, Power Rangers and something else and something else. That's probably no, it was a double, double cart. Chinese. It was a double. No, no, no. You know, like you know, they had like uh, Konami once, where they had Castlevania Adventures One and Two. Yeah, um, it was one of those. Ah. I used to have Castlevania Adventures One and Two, and the if Classics. I knew how much it'd be worth, I would have kept it. Yeah. They had Castlevania Adventures, uh, it had Contra, and it had. Um, Kid Dracula Kid Dracula's fantastic man yeah. and, got, then, um... and then the sequel to it had Contra Hard Corps or whatever it was on the Game Boy mm. um, and then it had uh...
1: Hardcore
0: Hardcore sorry and yeah. then it and then <laughs> it was playing sort of had... words wasn't it yeah it was yeah. motherfucker <laughs> um, but yeah it had like had loads of Konami games so that were worth quite a bit now alright I can't yeah. get why isn't it what is this what are you
1: doing it's I don't know what you're doing it says exit way. Yeah, you gotta kill the guy, blow you. Oh. I think. And then you can jump up. Oh,
0: there you go. Yeah. Good shout.
1: But, um, no, those old Game Boy games, man, that era where it was all just like. Before they figured out how to actually use the Game Boy properly, before the colour came out and gave them more options and all this sort of stuff. It's like really basic. Yeah. Really basic days of, um, little simple platforming games and at first they tried to like do NES the Game Boy versions of NES games and stuff and it didn't work so they sort of they worked within the confines and made stuff like that and it's unique and not on anything else and it's good good shizzle it's got good music as well for a Game Boy cart especially from 1990 before they really were pumping out the hits if I pick the same character do they have the same health? Um, no I think it's a start over every time it's like yeah but Stage two. Anyway, you review something.
0: Alright, cool. I'm going to start
1: Oh, it doesn't go to sleep. I don't think you could put a Game Boy to sleep. You SP. Alright,
0: yeah, I'm going to get a quick drink before I start doing because I've got a dry mouth now because I had to open the whole time because that game blew me the fuck away. Um, ah! So I've been bedridden for the last like seven days, if you can't tell from my great voice, radio voice, I've been told it sounds fantastic. Um... I I've been bedridden, so I've been playing a lot of mobiley games. Uh, one of the games that I played, I was actually quite taken aback by how in depth it goes and how much there is to do. Oh. Um, it re- reminded me very much of an early GBA game. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but there was like a management sim for the GBA, um, in which you would have to like go to different places in town, <laughs> to do different bits throughout your throughout your day, and then you'd have timed events. Yeah. A bit like one of those, like, um, like uh, almost like an Ace. A very basic case attorney, hmm. without the action sequences. It's
1: um, <coughs> <sorry>. coughing everywhere. <coughs>
0: done.
1: People have to listen to this. I know.
0: I'm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I love you. I'm done. I'm going to stop coughing now. So, um, so I downloaded again called Punch Club. So Punch Club was it's yeah. it's essentially like a fighter management
1: sim. So it's like a very oh I think I've heard that. Yeah, it's, it's like you so you got like Fight Club fight thing going. You imagine a fighter on yeah, yeah you yeah. manage a
0: fighter and you have to like do his day. Its on Steam stuff. I think I think it is on Steam. Yeah. You're absolutely right, but it's also on mobile phones and it works really well on mobile phones. So I played it quite a bit. Mm. Um, so the whole idea is that you've just got a fighter and you have to manage his day. You have to buy his food, take him to work, get him ready for fights. Stadium change. changes nappy. Yeah. Basic shit like that. Uh, There's been a lot of updates since I first played it, because I I will admit that I played this years ago and I lost interest. Hmm. Uh, A lot of the updates now are that you've got different different storylines that you can go through, Um, and one of them is that you can become a superhero. They've now got like an underground fighting ring in which you can get paid to have more dangerous fights, um, which can risk injury, which prevent you from training up for your proper fights. But, you know, (coughs) you can do that on the side if you want. Sorry. I, I I am sorry. I'm trying. Um, but all in all, there's a lot there for a mobile game. Like, it's clearly a game that was intended for PC at first. <sighs> they ported it over. They ported it fantastically. You don't really lose a lot playing on the, playing on the mobile. One of the things I will say is that depending on your mobile device, there is one section that obviously they haven't optimized for mobile. So there's a time where you go to a you go to this little box that basically gives you where your crime's going on, you can find out who's being attacked and such. And when you go in there, instead of it loading up the the normal map but with a filter where it gives you like a green screen, yeah. it's clearly just loading up the map again over the other map. And that becomes quite resource heavy. Hmm. So your phone can chug a little bit when the green thing comes up. I was wondering why it happened. I had a look online and it is because they're essentially loading two copies of the map. And your character exists on both copies. No, dude. And then it travels when you pick to travel, but it then has to load it happening twice. They
1: should probably redo that. Probably.
0: <laughs> um, but that seems to be the reason for well, it. Just happening. to make it look green? Yeah. Just, I think it's just, I think it's because on PC it makes sense. It's all pixel art, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, go into the friggin', um, friggin' sprite database and shift the pixel That's what you tone.
0: think. But I, on PC <laughs> it seems to help, like yeah, work completely know. differently. Where they've transferred it over to an APK and made it for Android, mm. they've obviously not. Or remove the
1: red and blue from the image.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyway, so that's oh, besides the point. It's, it's actually really good. I really recommend it. It's not going to break anyone's bank because it's absolutely free. There's no purchase in, in app purchases or anything like that. Uh, it is just a game. You play it. You go ahead. It's on Android completely free. So I'd recommend everyone pick it up. My problem is that your takeaway from it will be dependent on how much you enjoy management games. Because I play things like Motorsport Manager mm. and and stuff like that, where you where you
1: I always wanted a good, really good wrestling manager. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, there was, some of the WWE games used to have this management mode, and it was done very like sort of kayfabe breaking. So it was all like you are the manager, you decide who wins and loses, what storylines are going on. And yeah. It was really good, but they scrapped it after a few years, and they tried to sort of roll it into a thing where you could just choose the matches. And it's not the same. I wanted. I wanted wrestlers getting tired and injured and you have to rotate the roster and you have to boost yeah. wrestlers up and stuff like that.
0: That kind of happens because you have to I'd manage like the injuries stuff. and yeah. stuff. But yeah, a wrestling st- type one like this would be yeah. great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love management sims so I sort of get into this kind of stuff a lot. Um, it's just, it's what I call
1: toilet Do you want to buy my copy of um, f- uh, Football Manager 2004 for the Xbox? <laughs> Do you want
0: to know something really sad? Uh, this, is, this is something that I don't think people expect of me. Mm. So I, I don't really care about football too much. No. Nah. I've never really had the interest, but there was a year when Sega added in uh, the conference teams Mm.
1: to um, to Football Manager, and Woking suddenly became an option. Yeah, Woking out of the conference now—they're like freaking Premier League, aren't they? Now, so if we can go, this was back when they were conference. This is back when they were conference, and so I bought a copy so I could take
0: Woking to the Premier League. Mm. And my crowning achievement in life is that on—I don't think it was quite easy. I think it's probably normal mode. I took Woking to the Premier League. Nice. Um, none of the original players could stay with me. Yeah, you fire them. All. It took me about forty years, so I did several seasons. <laughs> Realistic. Um, but I got there, and when I got there, I never played it again, and yeah. I've never <laughs> wanted to go back and play Football Manager. Yeah. But I have played Hockey Manager since.
1: Trivia: Which which retro classic features Woking Football Club advertised in it? Sensible Soccer. Dunno. 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 What is it? Street Racer on the snares. Oh, there's even on the PlayStation version. There's adverts for Woken Football Club on the football mode, which is how many years before Rocket League? Twenty years before Rocket League, <laughs> when they had the football cart football game.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah. yeah, um, talk about Fight Club, the game.
0: But yeah, Punch Club. I really recommend it. It's great. I just the problem is it's hard to establish a score when it's something like this because what you'll get out of it is what you put into it. And if you've got. Is it like, better
1: than PewDiePie's video game let's play adventure?
0: Oh, for fucks, I hate that so much. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a lot better. Um, just because. Is it this, better than WWE Supercard? Immediately, immediately in entering a sim, sim there's points. like, there's a certain amount of things where you're going to be like, okay, so what am I being asked to do? What do I need to do this? What do I need to do that? Am I being hindered by this? Am I being hindered by that? Um, one of the things you start off realizing are that there's two modes of transport. You can go by foot or you can go by bus. The more you talk to people, the more you reveal about the map. So the more opportunities you have for finding about stuff, finding out about stuff. So if I went the normal story path and I followed everything as it should, then I wouldn't find out about the gym that's out just just around town that you can purchase your own gym equipment for your house at. And so I was spending ten pound going to a fucking gym and building myself up when I could have spent two hundred pound and got the fucking thing at home mm. and not to worry, you know things like that. And it's nice that there's no there's no forced interaction with these things. Like you learn them as you go. If you go a certain way, you learn more. Hmm. Uh, there is a Teenage Mutant Ninja turtle reference in there. Oh. You have, at one point you become a pizza delivery man and you have to deliver a very strange pizza and then you have to fight a Ninja Turtle. Oh. But is he a Ninja Turtle? No, Ninja Crocodile. Oh, fair you enough. Copyrights. Um, but yeah, no, I'd, I'd recommend everyone give it a go. Um, I think it's really fun. But, yeah. you know, obviously at the same time, yeah, there
1: was a there was a time when I think it came on Steam about a year and a half ago, so something. loads yeah. of people were playing it. Yeah. Yeah people loved it. I'm sure. That's, that's when I
0: that's when I first played it, is back then because that was around the time I was also playing FTL again. Hmm. Um Yeah. But yeah, now I'm playing into the breach and
1: Yeah, I haven't played that for a few weeks. I need to get back onto that. I got that like on, so good. on
0: Monday when I was at the height of my fever, hmm. I genuinely almost cried when I lost a robot, so I stopped. <laughs> but that's because I was in such a bad state. That I shouldn't have been sitting up or alive.
1: FCL's oh, FCL. I am Into the breach is fantastic. It is. It's great.
0: But yeah, I was literally I could hear the Pacific Rim music playing. I was like, da 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 da. died.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and now he's got a mystery no, son. It was the bipedal one with the cannon. Yeah. He just he went. You can change your robots. Oh, no. you I know. No, I wanted robots. him for
0: that particular mission, and then I just, mm. I just all I can remember is I had my I had my hand on the on the mouse pad, and then. I was like, I don't really feel too great. I wonder if I'm sweating. And I put my hand up to my head and I pulled it back down. I was like, that is so much sweat. How is there that much sweat in my body? And then I was like, maybe I'm ill. And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely ill. And then I drank a bunch of water. I passed out for the 17th time that day. And I woke up later like I was being born. And I took a piss so yellow you'd think I'd never seen water in my life. Oh, It was fantastic. Sickness, eh? Now I'm on antibiotics
1: you down with the sickness. Come on,
0: come on, get down with the sickness, you fucker. Get up, come on, get down. I don't want to watch Dawn of the Dead. Have you watch Dawn of the Dead, together. No.
1: Anyway. What are you giving it?
0: I just said, it is it is something that I can't apply a score to because it's... All right, fine. If I'm going to give it anything, I give it uh, David Boreanaz. <laughs> yeah.
1: What's he up to now? He's in Seal Team. It's a he, popular what? show. Yeah. What? He's in a show called Seal Team. Who is there? Yeah, but it's one of those like military we go on military <coughs> things where we, you know, shoot some brown people a bit. It's a very popular show. Somebody say. It's like um. You know that one that was it the one one of the Mitchell care brothers was in. How
0: you do it.
1: What's that one with the Mitchell with, with Grant Mitchell in it? what's that show with Grant Mitchell in it
0: oh EastEnders
1: no the one where he's in the military thing
0: Daddy Dyer's Hardest Men yeah sure why not <laughs> did you ever watch that no I, if you want to watch Daddy Dyer Cry watch Daddy Dyer's Hardest Men he gets upset he's not one of the hardest men there's a scene in which he goes to visit this guy who's just basically a hooligan just like a real prick he beats mm. people up and shit and, uh, and he's like look Daddy if I want to hit you or I didn't want the police to see that I was hitting you I'd do it like this and he goes and he just does this move where he essentially just has his hand next to his head and just, he very quickly just goes to hit him, but makes it so that his hand doesn't yield where the face is. Yeah. So it's just like his hand is going to, like, travel through Danny Dyer's face. Yeah. And obviously that hurts quite a bit, even in a short distance, but it's a big guy and his whole weight's going behind it. And it's just like a one-inch punch, essentially. Yeah. But it's a one-inch punch if it, if it intends to take six inches. And Danny Dyer just, afterwards, he's just like, ah. Oh! Oh and he's like he's like, You're right, Danny And he's like he's like, Yeah, I just didn't expect you to actually fucking hit me And he's like, Well you wanted to know what it looked like and Danny Dyer's like, I'm not coming back home, you could fucking hit me again. I like the one where he
1: goes to find out about aliens and he's watching the thing in, Danny
0: Dyer meets aliens.
1: Yeah, he's watching the guy's video of aliens in his back garden, and it's like quite clearly <laughs> fake and he's like, I don't know what to believe anymore. It's just like, yeah, it's sort of blowing my mind that. <laughs> he's on Eastenders now, which is probably where he belongs. Um, Right, so I've only got two things to review this week, so let's start with um, Burnout Paradise Remastered on the PlayStation 4. I bought it because I love Burnout Paradise, it's such a good game.
0: I like Burnout Paradise.
1: It's a fantastic game, um, beautifully designed. I prefer...
0: Every other Burnout.
1: Shut the fuck up. I even prefer that iOS Shut one. Shut the front door.
0: That iOS Burnout's better than Burnout Paradise.
1: Shut up. Burnout Paradise is fantastic. Hey, guess
0: what? Welcome 2005. Guess what we're doing with every fucking game in the world?
1: Open world, motherfucker! Burnout Paradise came out in 2008, so you're late there. No, they were you're late. You're 2000 and late. Party, they? No, because Open World Games is like, whatever. But Burnout Paradise, um, brilliantly designed game, just really clever way they put this whole thing together you know making sure you learn the city in a smart way where there's eight, ent- eight, eight ending points for the races on the compass points on the map so you know you can head in a certain direction you'll hit one of the exits to finish the races and it, it tricks you into learning the city really well and there's things like those gates you bash through and every time you bash through and one bit of the gate disappears and that's sort of <coughs> like that's your, your hint there's a shortcut there and then eventually they're all gone so you have to remember where all these shortcuts are it's a clever way of learning you the city um,
0: Learning you some knowledge Yeah
1: But um, They brought it back now It all remastered and stuff um, It basically looks l- like the PC version did at full specs But they've also chucked in new particle effects And they've changed the smoke effects And the, the grading of the image has been changed slightly It seems a, bit, a little bit darker mm. um, And apparently it runs at 4K on Xbox One and PS4 Pro right. whatever. Yeah, um, at 60 foops. and It's super 60. smooth Like I haven't seen any slowdown anywhere And the original game was like the original game would target 60 and it would drop every now and again and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it was usually pretty solid. It was a pretty well-performing game back then. It was like, you know, it was pretty ahead of the curve back then. Um, and it's this one, it's like it's solid the whole time. Um, I never got the Big Surf Island DLC on the original, so I went off and enjoyed that for a bit, driven around there for a while. Um, this is the third copy of the game I've had. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I had it on Xbox 360 and they gave it away with PlayStation one, so I've got that as well on PS3 and uh I think they gave afterwards. it away with
0: Xbox Xbox uh, gold yeah it, well.
1: everyone's got a copy of Burnout Paradise yeah. it's Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt cartridge of that generation isn't it yeah like, well
0: I think Burnout 3 was the because that was the one that everybody had. And then Burnout mm. Paradise, some
1: people had. No, Burnout Paradise is the biggest selling one out of a lot. Really? Yeah, it's a massive success, that game. Is. No. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sounds like 8 million copies. It's ridiculous. I really want to play Burnout 3.
0: That was the yeah. better game.
1: I've got that somewhere. I've got it on Xbox. Oh, yeah? Um, Burnout 3 Takedown. As it's, it's a great it. game. Yeah. Codicamber and the, on the soundtrack. Burnout the Revenge. Codicamber's on this one as well. This one's got Avril Lavigne's girlfriend on there.
0: Remember when we used to be a band?
1: Coding is still around.
0: But then we started singing only emo music. They're not emo. We were They're a prog a rock band. band. We sang happy songs. I don't
1: think you remember who Coding Canberra are.
0: Mudvayne are a band
1: still. No, no barely. Um, Puddle of mud, she bloody doesn't like me. For a reason. Yeah. But um, yeah, Burnout, Burnout Paradise is still quality, fantastic, good times... Lots of fun to be had. All the DLCs there, you get all your bikes and your futuristic, you know, you get your DeLorean and your Ghostbusters car, the movie cars and the toy cars, which is a bit weird, but whatever, that's cool. Um, You know, and it's still just a really fun freaking crash about. And get your mates in there, get a party going, have you just like smashing around the city having a laugh and stuff like that. Mm. It's good stuff. And it's like, it's 30 quid, so they haven't charged a ridiculous amount for a remaster. It's always a bit suspect when they do a remaster of a game and they want full price for it. Um, especially when it's not like a remaster like Shadow of the Colossus was. Like, Shadow of the Colossus was a full-blown rebuilding of the game. Like, they, they redid everything in that game, um, as far as, you know, graphical fidelity and stuff goes, whereas this is just, like, making it the best it could be from the previous game. Yeah. Um, like, there isn't, you know, the texture work on it is just, like, the high-resolution assets for the textures that were already being used on PC and stuff. Um... I would say the smoke effects in it is like sometimes if you skid around too much they really block your vision and it's a bit much because like smoke from tyres doesn't really get that thick unless you really go overboard with spinning tyres in real life but I guess it's not real life it's a game but whatever but it was never that thick in the old game it was always it was more more toned down even on the PC version with it's flashy effects it was like there's no any of that but um yeah fantastic game still give it, give it a go because it's Burnout it's got that music You know that music The Burnout 2 theme tune That everyone loves So yeah Burnout Paradise This is where we're meant to be There's not much to say about Because we've played it before If you played Burnout Paradise You know how it is You race around and crash into stuff
0: When it happened to Was it No it wasn't Free Radical That was that Times Flurs
1: Mm-hmm. Who is it? The free radical that brought Burnouts, Criterion.
0: Oh, uh, in Guildford. Yeah, in Guildford. Mm. Yeah,
1: they're still there. They make um the Need for Speed games these days. Make a bunch of stuff, and a bunch of the devs who made Burnout went off and made a this like crashing game that no one split played. A split second. No, no. Yeah, it yeah. only came out couple about, about six months ago. It was like a. It was basically the crash time from Burnout, but in oh. like that's the entire game. But no, I don't think anyone played it. Do you remember um, the iOS game. Oh, they had that weird... it was a crash. Down, yeah, you, like yeah, you had to, like, guide the car. And it was actually, yeah. it was not Yeah. It was a crap
0: little distraction game. Yeah. Um, I just really miss... Uh, Mish? I really miss um, 1, 2, and 3. <coughs> as soon as, like... Burnout Paradise was good. It was a great racing game. But as someone who back then and started by playing Burnout on the GameCube, I wanted more of Burnout.
1: Yeah, I've got... <coughs> I've got Burnout 2 and Burnout 3 Takedown over there somewhere. And I had the original one on PS2 Yeah But I think I traded in the original one eventually Because Burnout 2 was fantastic Do you remember Juiced? Juiced, yeah Juiced 1 and 2 Was there a second one? Yeah Jeez, it was really? Juiced 2 I'm sure there was a second one Yeah, but. it was right at the end of the
0: PlayStation uh, 2 So not many people bought it I
1: Remember the one made by the guys who made um, Project Go From Racing? Midnight Club No, that was Rockstar Games Project Go From Racing guys made one It wasn't Juiced Tokyo it, it was, No, it was called something like Pure or something Not Pure, Pure was the dirt bike game but it was like a Mario Kart, like imagine Mario Kart, split but it was real cars, and you had like you picked up boost pads and weapons and all yeah, that sort of split stuff. It was second. split seconds. Split seconds a different game entirely. Split second. Split seconds a racing game with Are like you crazy about the one that stuff.
0: Had like the yeah, it was like a top down. It was like no. cards, like all No, no, no. no. What was the name of the game? There was like split second. There was something else. It was the same one. Um. Anyway, no. Fuck it. Doesn't matter, does it? Let's not talk about. Let's not talk about mid two thousands racing games.
1: Yeah, let's... go on. We review your last thing. You fucking... Penis.
0: So my last review this week Is going to be uh, Your mum No uh, My last review this week Is going to be Game Over Man Which is a terrible Terrible movie on Netflix
1: Game Over Man <coughs> Game Over Yeah The classic line from
0: <laughs> From Game Over Man From Aliens
1: Oh <coughs> Which was improvised Was it? Yeah improvised By I think he, he. Lance wrote. Henriksen by Bill Paxton, rest, his peace. rest in peace. You yeah. mean Bullman? Blur. That was the name of the racing game. <laughs> yeah, I
0: remember that game.
1: Yeah, they made The Club as well. <laughs> did you ever play The Club? It was like a... Um, <laughs> yes, I did. It a shooting yes. game. Yeah. It was really frigging good. No it one was liked all it. all
0: right. It was Look, really frigging good is... No, the yeah. problem with The Club was, The Club was good. They hid most of the content behind online fucking gameplay when the servers were down 90% of the time. Mm and they sold off the rights to the company that made the club to the people that made fucking R.I.P.D. the video game. Remember that shit came out?
1: Well, Activision brought um, Bizarre Creations.
0: Oh, did they? Yeah. Activision and then they, they made R.I. fucking P.D. the game. No, they didn't. Yes, they did.
1: Oh, yeah, they made Boom Boom Rocket. I've been playing that loads. Boom trees. Boom Rocket? Yeah, it was a game There was... um, You know, do you remember FantaVision on the PS2, the fireworks game? It was kind of similar to that. It was more of a puzzle game type thing.
0: I'm thinking the one with the mice and the spaceships. Yeah, you're
1: thinking a choo-choo rocket. I'm thinking a choo-choo rocket. And the okay, last, Ava. the last bizarre creations game was James Bond 007 Bloodstone, which was actually a decent game. Uh, wait, wasn't that. the last good James Bond game? there has been a few. Daniel last, Craig. There's been, there's been some alright James Bond games. They're usually the at least mediocre. Enough. Yeah, I've got, I've got, um, Everything Is Nothing <laughs> so, on GameCube, and I brought From Russia with Love and Nightfire.
0: Isn't Everything is, is Nothing the good third-person
1: one? Yeah, it's the one where they really, really try to get the James Bond 90s I it. style. Yeah, I and Pierce game. Brosnan in it. I completed that game. Yeah, so no, I, I recorded an entire gameplay through of it because I was going to do a video about it years ago, and then I looked at how much video I had and I went, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just couldn't be asked.
0: Mellow Gaming, everyone. Yeah. The that was beast. years
1: ago. Um, back when I was doing retro perspectives. So
0: back to Game Over, man. Yeah,
1: Game Over, man. <laughs>
0: <coughs> so... You're dying. I am a little bit, but I'm alright, don't worry. Um, Game Over Man is the story of three hotel cleaners uh, played by the workaholics crew.
1: Oh, is this Four Rooms, the film directed yes, by... Sorry,
0: yeah, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, it wasn't uh,
1: just Quentin Tarantino, it was four different Robin directors. Robin Rodriguez, Quentin yeah.
0: Tarantino, Tony Scott.
1: and Yeah, and someone who's a pedophile, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs>
0: um, anyway, so, sorry, Game Over Man. So these three hotel cleaners, they all have uh, big dreams and aspirations. They keep trying to come up with businesses and it keeps failing them. Um, they're all various levels of pathetic. One of them is a drug addict who likes to smoke salvia so he can forget about his horrible life. Uh, the other one is a meek, closeted homosexual who folds every time his friend shouts at him. And the third one is a manipulative little asshole that I don't really understand as an antagonist, a protagonist in a movie, but they've made him the protagonist anyway. Um, all in all, it's a difficult film to watch all the way through.
1: Alison Anders, Alexander yeah. Rockwell, Robert Rodriguez, and Quentin Tarantino. Oh,
0: there you go. Yeah. Um, all, in all, all in all It's a hard film To get through It's not It's not a great watch um, It's saved By a couple of things Neil McDowell's in it Radha Mitchell's in it Neil Mc Ma- well, Neil McDonough? Neil McDowell You know the guy Who played the bad guy In Arrow The
1: mystical Yeah dude? Neil, Neil McDonagh yeah. Is it Neil McDonough? Yeah um, Damien Dark And then yeah, Bison yeah. That's him yeah. And he was um, Who was he in it Friggin Captain America
0: Oh, he was Doug Dugan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was in
1: name Asian car, wasn't he? For a yeah, little bit, he's he freaking good. At that is like really bulky, yeah. but quite ready in a fat suit of some kind. Yeah, but um, um, but yeah, yeah.
0: So he's he's in it, um, and he plays one of the terrorist group that come in. Um, they're essentially taking all of these people that are, that are just Netflix actors and keeping them hostage. Um, a few of them get killed off in gory ways. Mm. Uh, one of the nice things is John McHale just appears at one point and is asked to fight to death. You know the little uh, luck lady from. Um, from The Flash this season. Yeah. She's in it. No. Oh. She just plays this woman who's told to fight to the death with John McHale. And John McHale's like, I'm not gonna kill this woman, and she takes her high heel off and just shoves it in the side of his head. Nice. That's one of the nice little moments that happens in there. Um like it's all it's she's alright, she is. She's She's, all right. um, she's so fucking cute. Yeah, she's um, got a whole
1: bunch of stuff going on in Flash now.
0: Yeah, she does. Well, yeah. you aren't where I am in Flash, so I won't ruin it for you, but mm. don't get attached.
1: Anyway, so
0: She's cute. when it comes to um, when it comes to like this film, it's a very difficult watch, and I think I know why. I think mean, the script was written by these guys and not proofread by anyone. I don't think anyone else got involved I in it. It's really. a
1: Netflix production, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's
0: why. <laughs> so there is stuff in here that Netflix don't care. They so, just want people to. So, Sub... so you're not going to watch it. I don't <laughs> think anyone's going to really watch it in the UK, and no. most of our audience are probably in the fucking UK. All fourteen of them. Oh, it's um, Thomas.
1: He's in Canada. Well, and Thomas and Ducks Ahoy listens, but she's she's American. But she's American. She's, she's in the UK. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So they probably won't let her watch it. Yeah. They didn't influence her too much to be yeah. happy or brave. Um. So yeah. So there are three massive issues with this. One, um, the main character, uh, played by uh, who whose name is Alex with three X's. Um, I hate him already. <laughs> he's played by Adam Devine or mm. Divine. I don't know how people pronounce his name. He was in. He was in with great effect. He was in Pitch Perfect. He played the rival lead
1: singer isn't of the he band. A singer? Yeah. yeah. Isn't he like an actual? No, no,
0: no. Not the Maroon Five guy. They, I think they've got the same name.
1: Oh, Adam Levine. Yeah, I'm thinking. Know, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, so yeah, he was he was great in that because God, he Marine was like Five. he was actually he was pretending to be this person who had like all this shit going, and in in reality, he was a fa- like he was just a mess, hmm. um, and he sort of all of his shortcomings were brought to the surface. And he didn't suddenly become this great person because that happened. He was still the same snivelly little asshole, uh, but he learned to be a better snivelly little asshole and try and help people a little bit. In this, where he he firstly he's selling drugs to the person who's addicted to drugs. So every time their life becomes too much, or when he becomes too much, which is very often, he then sells his friend's drugs. He sells his friend the drug that he gets high on, so he can ignore both those factors: the insufferable life and his insufferable friend. And he's also keeping his other friend, who is, again, the closest homosexual gentleman. He is, he's also keeping him down by constantly berating him about his intelligence. Despite the fact that it is revealed very early on, they've created an animatronic suit that can not only control the wearer, but it can also be used to be to play full, full motion body, body influence VR games. Yeah. Sure. Um, now this is where the second problem comes in. That's a fucking plot line from yeah. a Robin Williams film starring John Travolta.
2: Really?
0: Do you not remember the... What Michael? was the film? No, no. the one where the, they become parents to Robin Williams' kids. Oh, God. Not, not old dogs. Old Dogs. no, oh, no, no. I didn't Old did Dogs, yeah. dogs wasn't And Seth Green was in it. Yeah. And it had two now-dead celebrities. That was the film that got
1: that sequel to Wild Hogs, or whatever it was called, yeah. cancelled, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because it was so bad. Disney were like, we're not going to give you any more money.
0: Yeah, yeah. So in that, there's a suit that someone can wear, and then another person can dance, and they start making the, all that shit. That's a major plot line in this film. That's also an invention that someone who is, who is, can be a technical genius. I'm not going to say that they're not makes it out of parts of an iron and various other bits. And then when it's actually implemented, it is just wires loosely strung together with a few AAA batteries. It's just, it is, it is all the ideas are bad in this. If I, if, if anyone gave you the amount of money they've clearly got for this, because they have a lot of... act Like, Shaggy has a cameo that's actually quite funny. Fucking hell. Shaggy's in it, and there is a scene in which the main character, uh, the main villain is revealed, and he holds a gun to Shaggy's head, and he says, sing a song for a Shaggy. And Shaggy starts by going, this is a song I wrote about the Haitian... about the people in Haiti that suffered a great... And he goes, no, sing it, wasn't me. <laughs> and Shaggy suddenly, mockishly goes, I was going to sing, and he goes no one fucking cares about your Haiti song, sing It Wasn't Me. And in my head, I was like, some genius has sung this now because there's this English dude, a very prompt accent, demanding that Shaggy sing a mid-90s pop tune that, that just is awful anyway. And so Shaggy, without music in the background, starts singing It Wasn't Me. And I thought, this insufferable movie is going to make me sit through three and a half minutes of It Wasn't Me by Shaggy, isn't it? No, it gives me twenty seconds, and he gets to the chorus, and he's fully giving it for the chorus because you know it's like the da 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 and he says the first couple of lines, and then it cuts to a news anchor going, "Shaggy, finish the song <laughs> like that," and I was like, "This movie knows what it's doing sometimes," and that made me laugh more than more than any of the jokes. Like, I was just shot him, like it was fucking great. Like there's there's a scene in which someone um, has two like they have these you know door magnets mm. for like alarms. So when they're separated, the number on the door magnets, that corresponds to collars people are wearing. So that if they try and escape or if anyone opens one of the doors, that sets off the corresponding number of collars. So some of them all have 26 of so. And they've got like dummy ones where they've got two, they've got only one person linked to the number nine and the number six. And so he goes and you can hear, you can already hear what the joke is, can't you? Yeah, which, so yeah. Donald Faison is in this. The oh, Turk. <laughs> Steve O's in it as well. We will get into that later. <laughs> Same. So Donald Figh is on, isn't it? And he basically the main bad guy, again English bloke, actually quite a good actor for a bad guy, but he's just putting the worst situations in this. He's so underutilised. Um, Neil McDonald was the bad no, guy. No, Neil McDonald's one of them. He's like a yeah. henchman, like he's working below this guy's uh, like a shadow guy. No, he should be the top guy. Can you um, imagine? He should be. He should be. But um they put like on the dog they put this little vest with the number nine on it. Yeah. And they've got the number nine and he goes, he goes say goodbye to your fucking dog. And he separates the two. And then Donald Fieson in the background's neck just explodes. Mm-hmm. And I went, I went <laughs> this is number six. Like mm-hmm. that. like, And, uh you know. But then as soon as the other guys come back on screen, I'm like, I hate all these people. I just don't even know like, I hate you. The- <laughs> that hurt. That really hurt. One sec. And it's not like I hate all the actors. It's only, don't look like that. I'm fine. It's not. I'm on antibiotics. I'll be fine eventually.
1: You got some cough syrup. I've got some downstairs. Some cowpole. I've got some downstairs. Not
0: cowpole. I got cough syrup. Lockets.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <coughs> no, lockets don't really work. Just I love lockets. They're it's like so sweets. Yeah, I know Jesus. that's horrible. Um, so, uh-huh. um, so like as soon as you get the other three. So here's an example of a scene with the other three. So when the violence happens, and uh, okay, before I get into the other the other aspects of the film, the violence in the film is great. There's shit, and that happens in this film that you don't see in some actual action films. Yeah. like there's a scene in which um, the insufferable guy is fighting someone and he's literally using everything in the kitchen he's using pots, pans and it's actually quite a good little action scene he gets kicked against a cooker and just happens to grab a skillet smack the guy on the heaven skillet smack him again and the guy turns around and sort of reels and then goes over what's revealed to be a deli meat slicer and so Alex the insufferable one having only that as a, like a a recourse, grabs him and starts slicing his head. And it's this horrible slow process (laughs) in which the first one doesn't kill him, it just takes his ear off. And the second one doesn't kill him, it just takes another layer of skin off. And the third one, and it's hideous because there's blood everywhere, the skin's dropping down, it's very graphic. (laughs) And the character... Like, he's just like, Well, fuck. Um and then he, he eventually he turns around and goes, Well, I've done this five times and you're definitely not dying. And the guy turns around to go and grab him, he picks a gun up from the ground, and he goes to go and shoot him, and he, he can't do it. And then there's this fantastic headshot from the cause of homosexual man turns up to save him. <laughs> uh, but like that that scene would have been great if he just if he just went and picked the gun up and just went, Oh fuck it, or then shot it. Because that'd be funny. Yeah. Because he's tried so hard to kill him using this completely ineffective. And just put this man through horrible misery. I'm feeling for the bad guy more than I'm feeling for the person trying to, like, you know, save all these hostages. And (coughs) they don't use it. Like, they just, that's it. It's thrown away. No. It's ridiculous. But there's, like, like, again, so violence, fantastic. It looks great. It's a real high budget. Like, that's the thing. You can see signs of a budget. So I don't know why someone didn't go, well, the script definitely needs reworking. They call the they call the digital suit they use to play games the Skin Tendo play suit. Yeah. That's the level that's why I think the script wasn't seen by anyone else, you know? Like that's and the, the sh-
1: thing though, Netflix just they just want someone to make a film so they the can The Shaggy stuff is clearly
0: it. this English bloke and Shaggy going like going like, alright, Shaggy, so this is the scene. Shaggy's like, Oh yeah, okay, what's my line? It's like, oh yeah, Shaggy, then you go like you, you go and sing your Haiti song, you're like begging people to save your life. Oh okay. And this English dude comes on and goes we'll improv a little bit we'll do a few and it's like oh okay cool and one of the ones they do is him simply going like play it wasn't me it's like "It's like I was going to sing like, play it wasn't me no one gives a fuck would about it Mr.
1: bombastic yeah, that would have been great that's um, a classic shaggy
0: but yeah so another scene they come with a way of actually stopping people so they, they find a big storage unit this, this salvia that this guy's been buying um, and they create like a ventilation add-on so they can pump the salvia into a room knock everyone out including the bad guys safely take everyone away and just kill all the bad guys and then no one's no one's gonna be harmed and it's a very precise plan it doesn't take a lot they've just got the devices they've got them all down there safely and then what does someone do the one insufferable Prick that you just can't like at any point in this movie um, he purposely leaves behind the extension lead they need to set up the thing he does it because he doesn't feel like he's part of their group and part of the plan right. how fucking ridiculous is that as a plot device yeah. Like even even in the beginning, when they find out the, the people are saying ta- oh by the way, um
1: who's Which th- shit actor are you gonna say is <laughs> No, it's okay, don't
0: worry about
1: it. Yeah. It's gonna be freaking DJ Quells, isn't it? Just no, say No, DJ D- Quells isn't in it. Oh he's not in it. Oh, no, no, God. DJ Quells isn't in it. Oh yeah. Rada Mitchell, Jesus yeah. Christ, man. Um, so anyway, so just everyone's in it. It seems like there's a lot. They've of got a they they've a got Netflix conflict. They got contracts. The, yeah, they've, it's
0: essentially they've like got a, they've a in Net- seven Netflix. They just Earth. had like a Netflix
1: party. Are you sure this isn't like the Netflix Avengers? They're just like bringing <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah, is the, um, the woman from frigging Orange Is the New Black in it? Maybe somewhere. <laughs> One of them's got to yeah, be Crazy Kate Eyes in there. Yeah, Crazy Eyes. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: sorry. So. Um, so yeah, he just leaves the, the extension cord behind, and it sort of fucks up the whole plan, and it just makes you angry. Like how do you how do you, and like even in the beginning, like so they they pitch their idea to this this mogul, who the whole the whole party is there mm. about like that's why they're there, is there's this like, Instagram social media mogul who's made a load of money, he's made a lot of followers. It actually turns out that his dad's like this rich Sikh who has like all this oil money, and that's the only reason he's done so well is because he's bought half the followers and all this other shit. Mm. Um, but like he gives them a check for $200,000 just as a joke for this Nintendo idea because it sounds like bullshit but obviously you know he's trying to piss off his investors because they're all there and he's trying to just be an Instagram guy he's like Wa what here you go um, and, and like ridiculous shit like that it, that wouldn't be the catalyst for someone to go back to a building but no that's the catalyst for the insufferable prick to keep making them go back and having to fight these people there's a way that they could get out and it's quite clearly like a nice, easy way for them to escape all this chaos. And instead of that, he forces his hand so they have to go back into the building, risks their lives, risks the lives of all these people. Like he just he is just a hindrance to every single situation. And you can't really But root the film for would have finished
1: life. really quickly if he wasn't.
0: No, yeah, but it wouldn't. You could have an actual <laughs> diehard. Like you could have these funny guys put mm. in a diehard situation. And then have them shooting bad guys and pushing over bad guys, and and having to use whatever little resources they have to actually fight back. And it could be funny. There are so many easy jokes to make about Die Hard that I'm pretty sure. Yeah, a... I Man and
1: Partridge did a lot of them already. Exactly, but like yeah, that but, was great. That Alan Partridge that... film. Yeah, it was great. Alpha but Papa. Imagine yeah. if you
0: could do that on a massive budget, and mm. you could have all these people like John McHale. Mm. It like John McHale's like a big star. Like Anna Cash isn't it? Anna play Anna Cash plays like the hotel manager. She's my favorite character from from the series. You're the worst. She's the person who, who in that series only embodies like all these different difficult emotions. In this, she's a very panicked, scatterbrained assistant manager who wants to manage. And like throughout the film, the only thing that she does is she tells them what she knows from the manual about being in a situation like this to make sure people are calm. But no one's calm because nothing's happening. Like it's, just, it's, just, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, it, it's just, it's a movie made around these three guys, and one of them is breaking, like, just ruining it. <laughs> like, the two guys, Anders Holm and, and Blake Anderson, both of them are doing great. It's just for some fucking reason, this character that Adam Devine is playing is just seems to be Adam Devine from Workaholics. He hasn't grown, he hasn't changed.
1: That's because what's what, what you know him from. But you no, that's, that's who he's thing. playing
0: Because I've seen him in other shit mm. Like I've seen him in loads of stuff He's in another Netflix movie Robbie Amell By the way Robbie Amell If you are If you are in any danger If they have your family hostage at Netflix
1: Robbie Amell's can, right?
0: He's, he's in every Netflix program yeah, he needs to go back to friggin' Flash Someone needs to save him I'm not saying he's in danger But I think he's in danger I think they have his kids Ark
1: arc was good I liked arc
0: I like him in everything he's in, yeah. but he's in everything on Netflix.
1: Yeah, yeah he was in um, X-Files as well, wasn't he? Good on him. Yeah, he was. Yeah, And he's finished watching that new series.
0: That'll end, up on, that'll end up on Netflix,
1: and they'll be there forever. Well, they didn't have the last one, um, FX owned the rights to it, don't they, in the UK? Or Fox, as it is now. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've recorded them, but I haven't watched them since the fourth one. they made amazing episodes, because I can't see how they could beat that one.
0: When We First Met was the other film that I saw that Adam <laughs> Devine was in, and it's, it's not very good. It's dog shit, in fact. It's like a really crap, really rapey version of Groundhog Day. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Groundhog and Day has been really... He was rapey. in Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Oh. Um, he
1: was also in The Intern. Oh. Yeah, he's, he's not in good movies. Is The Intern the one with... Um, <laughs> he's in the Lego Batman Vince movie. Vince and Thingy go to Google. No, no, you're
0: thinking The Intern shit. Oh. Oh, he's also in Final Girls. He was in Final Girls and he was insufferable in fi- Final Girls.
1: Maybe he's yeah. just a twat.
0: But in Final Girls he was insufferable in a funny way because he no. was like the, you know, the sex lusty like headcat yeah. like the jockey guy. Yeah. yeah. That was his character in that. Apparently that's his character in real life because he's kind this. But game over man. Like, I would say you've got 22% of a good movie here hmm. and then you've got just 78% bad. That's right. And it's a nice. real fucking shame because the talent behind this, I think that you should genuinely watch it because I think that you'll you'll find the same bits that i had found funny. And then you'll be like, where's the rest of this movie? Yeah. It's like eating a sandwich if someone took out all the lettuce and everything else, and they just gave you the bread. Is it and as like,
1: good as Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie?
0: That is such a good movie. <laughs> it's such a ridiculously good movie. My son yeah. was taken by Wolverines. <laughs> it's
1: a classic. <laughs> it is. Scream, putty, 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 scream, putty, putty. Yeah, I'm yeah. the janitor.
0: <laughs> Maybe
1: You're my son now You're coming with you're me my son now You're coming with me <laughs> <laughs> It's a freaking great film yeah. <laughs> It's got a lovely shot Of a pierced penis <laughs> A big fake rubber Pierced penis Oh dear
0: But yeah Game over man It's like I would recommend Everybody watch Like no one Recommend everybody Watch out I'm curious If you're like me And you're curious About anything That, that maybe like Anything that's like A, a gory comedy Over the top Sort of fun thing And you're hoping That it's going to be good Give it a go. You might like it. There's a lot of Adam Sandler shit doing well on Facebook, on Netflix, and people fucking it's
1: love it. has got that. a new film on this, like an actual proper film. Yeah, I saw with that. Stiller. It's got, Stiller.
0: like, all right reviews
1: and stuff. Yeah, I must watch it, because um, I've always <laughs> said with Adam Sandler, the guy's capable of fantastic stuff, but he, just he is lazy as fuck. Mm. And he hasn't done anything really good since, I mean, Punch Drunk Love and Funny People were, like, the last two good things.
0: Funny People was such a good film. Yeah,
1: Punch Drunk Love's a masterpiece. It is, Punch
0: Drunk Love is a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, I like...
1: Oh, yeah, I suppose he's in Hotel Transylvania. That's fun. yeah it's, it's a voice, <laughs> yeah. and it's probably his best voice acting out, other than uh, what's that Hanukkah movie? <laughs> hey, crazy Nights. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, it's bad.
0: It is really bad. It's really hard to watch. Yeah. It's just really cruel. It's horrible. <laughs> <coughs> That's the problem. It's just like all this stuff is horrible. Yeah. It's like not nice to anyone. Yeah. Like he, he just mocks people now. Yeah. Do you remember? I watched. I watched The Wedding Singer the other day. Do you know how much I like The Wedding Singer still Despite Adam Sandler? Yeah Have you watched Drew them, Barrymore was, was
1: that? in that Why do you hate Drew Barrymore I
0: don't know it's just so bad, it's just so <laughs> There's something about It's just Mary.
1: so There's something about Mary Oh so wait she's not in that
0: Cameron Diaz is another one That's a bit meh for me She's well. retired She has retired yeah. yeah according to her best friend Selma Blair
1: Yeah she was joking Oh
0: yeah um, Actually out of all the Out of all the Charlie's Angels Lucy Liu's the only one I'd be like yeah Lucy Liu's pretty Pretty fucking incredible Girl Watson yeah, well, I wouldn't say Watson. I'd say lucky number
1: 11. You remember that? No, Ice Cold. Was she? No, she wasn't Ice Cold now, was she? She was the other one. Ling. Ming. Ling? Was it Ling in Ali McBeal? What? In Ali McBeal. Oh, right. I, mean, yeah.
0: I thought you were doing a horrible racist Chinese joke. I was like, what?
1: Yeah, Ling Ling. Ling Ling yeah. Ling. No, she was Blood. Blood. The, the last vampire. vampire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in that shitty CGI looking <laughs> anime version of yeah. it. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. as good as the original oh
0: dear Uh, but yeah I give it a strong David Spade it's really it's (coughs) like I said it's not really worth anyone's time but if you've got an interest in these things I was really looking forward to it because I liked Workaholics Workaholics had loads of like weird little humorous moments and it had some good episodes Um, like it was very hit and miss Mm. but there was like great episodes like one where someone there was one episode that was centered around the idea they went they they wanted to quit um, not quit work they wanted to Leave work for a day so you can go and wait in line for a video game, and Adam Devine, his character, he ended up waiting in line, but he was actually waiting in line for a methadone clinic. So he started talking to these people, and he was like, "I have got sixty dollars. I can't fucking wait." He's like, "They don't charge you. For, they don't charge you for it." He's like, "I'm going to get the game for free." Oh shit! you know where I can get some weed? And they're like, "We know where you can get some better than weed." And basically, it's this zombie shooter he's waiting to buy. And instead of him getting the zombie shooter, he just does coke. Uh, no, does meth or something that he injects into mm. him. He starts seeing everyone of these horrible zombies and now. They're just these lesion covered drug addicts waiting for methadone. And his friends are still just waiting in line. Just nothing wrong. Nothing's <laughs> going crazy. But in the background, like he's having a fucking horrible day. He's waking out. Uh, but yeah, there are some like, that's a, that's a better series just because there was more control. There's like several yeah. writers. There's different people directing. There's different people involved. <coughs> so like it is a lot clearer of a vision. Um, and it just works in the environment. They use the environment. It's just an office. They use it so much better than they use this entire building, Like this fucking hotel. Um, yeah, David Stern's in hey. it. Uh, Who? Marv from Home Alone.
1: Oh, Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. That's You're it. Fucking idiot.
0: Sorry, I know he's in he's Chud as well. He plays, plays preach. Clod. Plays preach in Chud. Yeah. Hey, do you know? Do you want to know a fun fact about Chuds? Chuds are good. One of their attacks, um, as seen in the movie Chud from 1986, hmm. uh, or 84. 84, I think, Bud the Chud was 86. But well, one of their attacks are, are that if you've got a samurai sword, what they'll do is they'll stretch their neck out very long to sort of bite you from a distance. Because obviously a samurai sword, it's got a long reach. Hmm. But their necks have a longer reach then. Obviously, they don't realise they open themselves up to neck cuttings. I don't think many martial artists are trained in the action of neck cutting. So, yeah. Oh, little, little fighting little fight. against chuds. Everyone is trained on how to fight against chuds. I was taught in school. Oh, yeah. Because they're coming. I don't remember that. You don't remember the chud no. fighting? No. Do you not, like, did you not have, they, like, sort of, what what they did was they broke a bunch of highlighters and they, they put it into, a, like, a Tesco bag and then what you had to do is you had to sort of beat it with a hammer because that illustrates beating a chud because obviously they've got glowing green blood. And you have to try and avoid getting the highlighter on you as you sort of smack away at this Tesco value bag. And then if you get any on you, you're a chud. So then someone comes along and beats you to death with a hammer. They have to avoid getting any of your blood on you. Yeah, there weren't a lot of people that graduated, my year. You?
1: So you've still got a fever? From...
0: I'm a little bit tired. Uh, yeah. You give me fever. <laughs> 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 I don't want to make it too sexy Sorry, I spiked that right up
1: You done? Yeah, I'm done Oh, fuck's sake Right, that was about 30 minutes You spent talking about something Who knows Oh, it's so bad Yeah Anyway, so um, I'm going to review something good To end the you show know, <coughs> What are you going to review? To end the show Yeah, I'm going to review Annihilation Didn't I already review this? No I watched it It's fucking fantastic Um, Film of the year so far And I've seen ba- well, The only films I've seen this year Is Black Panther and this um, Alex Garland's new sci fi opus. Um, I loved it. Yeah, it's a friggin' beautiful, beautiful fucking film. I have one issue Um, it. you don't understand stuff, don't worry. You? You, you're terrible <laughs> at the films. Um You, you aren't allowed, you can't you judge can't movies. Fault, you me. aren't allowed to know things and see. All right, fine, go for it. Yeah, but the film's, um, fantastic. Like, the the framing, the formatics, and all this sort of stuff going on for it. Like, the whole thing's about friggin' decay and trying and metamorphosis and change yeah. and how cells turn from one thing to another whether it's from turning from living cells to dead something turning from living to being dead or something changing from one species to another and all this nothing and nothing is melding. changing everything is constantly transitioning and moving yeah yeah, yeah it's crazy and it's um like beautifully shot they like it's a lot of the stuff with um especially in the early scenes they Alex Garland does a lot of um Yasujira Ozu style f- framing shot within mm-hmm. where he puts like bars around characters and stuff like that and make sure they're contained within a square or something. Um, it also
0: has some great, like, I don't know if you if you noticed them, but you know the old um, Japanese-style black-and-white shooting mm. where you've got the distance shot, mm. you've got it framed by the natural light, so you've got the sky and then the ground, mm. and you've got the centrepiece of people just walking in shadow mm. or they're walking with dark sort of exposure on their end, just this nice profile shot of people walking along, just fantastic yeah. stuff like it's that. A, yeah,
1: and the whole film, like... um <coughs> a group of women go into this big old thing called the Shimmer which is where an asteroid's come down and it's like unleashing some weird shit that's like messing with everything they don't know what's going on in there her husband came back and no one knows how he got there and now he's dying or something and they ask her to go in because she's a um, biologist who's military trained
0: that's that's one of the things I love is that they don't go we need to send an all women team that's not what they say it's like you are the most qualified individuals we have right now get on in guys I
1: think it gets to the point where they've um, they've Maybe they've sent shitloads of man teams yeah, in. Like, it's like three years, and, isn't it? Yeah. So. And they've all failed. So all they've got left now are The ladies. Yeah. Gotta stop the dinners. Good old Tessa Thompson, who's she's fantastic. Hot. Yeah, she's lovely. Um and um, was it Jan-, Jan Thingy Jason Jan thingy Lee, what her name is. Friggin- Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, Jennifer Jason Lee. I know there's a Jason in there somewhere. Um but yeah, they're just they all go in. There's little hints of aliens here and there with like the whole friggin' <laughs> You know, crack squad going in and trying to figure out what's going on. There's monsters coming for him. Yeah. Um, has some of the most friggin' intense like sequences of tension building that's gone on in film. Like it starts off with all nice little little stuff and it builds which is Mm. something films don't know how to do anymore. Yeah. Because I guarantee that fucking Avengers film that's coming out is going to have a massive fucking action sequence in the first 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. But this, no. Slow build. Really low, dramatic stuff. You don't know what's going on. You get in there. It's all interesting. It's all little things. You see, you know, the first thing they come across that seems, other than the big glowing shimmer, the first unusual thing they come across is that they've lost three days and they don't remember anything that happened. And then the only th- the first thing they find is some flowers and they're like, these flowers shouldn't exist because there's like 30 different species of flower coming from this rotten root. Yeah. Um and then it's like a crocodile that attacks them and it's got shark's teeth. Um what's that lyric from the other? <laughs> oh,
0: oh, deepest blue as my eyes like a shark's yeah. shark's fin. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, deep blue sea, classic. Um, but yeah, there's all this, this little stuff like you know, they have these little moments coming on one of the women gets like dragged away into the woods by a bear and then later on it they- comes back and it's fucking specifically with vocal cords yeah but there's the whole um, like the whole build up in that sequence is where one of the girls has gone a bit stir crazy and she thinks everyone's having some sort of like there's some sort of secret thing going on between two of them like they're planning some like no, you please. haven't told us all the stuff your husband was behind something what are you really sent us in here for are we all going to die and all this sort of stuff she's gone nuts she's got them tied to the chairs and everything. Well, yeah, because and, she
0: thinks she can feel her fingerprints move. Yeah,
1: yeah. But she's going crazy because she's like, you've brought us in here for a reason. You want us to... Like, she thinks that they've set it up to make her, make them, you know, have something happen. Yeah. Like they knew more than they're letting on or something. When they don't, they really don't. Um, but that whole scene on its own would be a tense scene where she's like, you know, got a gun facing at them and all this sort of stuff. And they, you know, they're all tied down, and everything. Mm-hmm. But then they add the fucking most terrifying frigging creature... You can imagine it's like a bear with a weird cow skull thing going on its face, all exposed. Well, yeah. and it's screaming in a human voice going "Help!" It absorbs, me.
0: It absorbs the vocal cords of the, the woman it kills.
1: Well, it's, it, it absorbs the um, audio. It doesn't eat the vocal. Doesn't absorb vocal cords as such. It's just like the last thing she's shouting. Well, see, I it mimics is... it like a parrot would mimic something.
0: Like as the film goes on, that would be the prevailing theory. But mm-hmm. like the shot where they show her body. She has literally like got half
1: her throat I know it Was rips it? her whole jaw off Yeah But like, that's the thing see? It just swipes it Do You that's think it. so? Yeah you see it Swipe it's throat Oh right You actually see it Like no. the, the jaw gets knocked off Maybe yeah um, I need to rewatch yeah, it Yeah but they, they say It's like specifically They say it's like You know it's It's recalled A noise it heard recently And it's using that But it's just because It's absorbing everything around it That's yeah. what's going on Everything is DNA and structures Are all merging together And stuff You know and there's all sorts Of clever stuff Like Jennifer Jason Lee's Character's and um, they reveal that she's got cancer and stuff, which is all like a form of metamorphosis of cells dying, mm. turning from healthy it's cells, cells into to
0: something that's changed the yeah. environment they're in, mm. and thus they've adapted, but they don't always work. And so they didn't
1: they do the cancer. whole thing where it's like, oh, my cancer's been cured while I'm in here, or some shit and like that. I fucking
0: that. hate that so much in movies. <laughs> yeah. And also, I hate, I hate it when someone didn't says, that, yeah. I hate it so much when in a movie someone turns around and says, this could be the cure for cancer. It's like,
1: Wait. Which cancer? Yeah. No, it's not even that. My aunt so- has shared at least five c- cancer cures have been found oh, really? in the past memes recently. Uh, apparently they right. found one in the past where you just use sound waves.
0: Well, yeah, that's ultrasound. <laughs> that's how you detect it. Yeah. Great. No, this
1: one apparently was in the 1940s. They figured it out. Oh, yeah, they, did, they, used, and, they used to use waves. They and it stopped. It use, killed oh, cancer. Yeah, they used yeah. to use...
0: Basically what they do is they you treat it with cre- chemo, and then you use ultrasonic waves to break apart the tumours once they've been reduced down to a normal. To like yeah, a but tiny she thinks
1: it's way. like something that they've been keeping secret. From no, them.
0: fucking, they've been using it for years. No, one of the things that I found my aunt so, also
1: thinks that when parents stop beating their kids, everyone got abusive and violent. She thinks that kids not being beaten is why people are being violent.
0: She's a fucking moron. Yeah. No offense. Yeah, she's a racist. Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> no one. Um, one of the things that I found interesting about this, um. And and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's in relation to anything that Alex Garland was trying to say with the film, but um, like the whole idea of the environment and it being the shimmer and how it affects the environment and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you realize, if you read recently, but basically over the last like 12 months, they've been revealing more and more that yes, the way that we live our lives causes cancer. So if you're eating processed meat, if you're eating like bad food, cheese, shit like that, that causes cancer. Like, 67% of people's, can- like, cases of cancer are caused by lifestyle choices, rather than being caused by random misfiring of neurons and shit like that. So, like, someone was saying recently, they were like, what I never fucking knew, it'd be lifestyle. And there was someone in the paper they were interviewing, they were saying, like, they was they were saying to them, like... How do you feel that they're blaming people for environment? And as they literally smoke a cigarette on mm. TV, like, well, if I knew that every day in the bacon sandwich I bought from the local gas station was gonna give me cancer, I'd probably stop buying those bacon sandwiches. And it's like you're smoking a fucking cigarette, and talking about how you're eating processed meat that costs you ninety nine fucking cents on the dollar, and you're saying to me, you didn't. realise American at some meat point, is a
1: special kind of processed meat as well. It's
0: fucking infuriating. Mm. But yeah, no, and I think that... I thought that this was part of... Because Alex Garland had a lot to say about Ex marketer and our ties to technology and how eventually technology was going to absorb us or it was going to escape us and then we would have no control over it. Mm. Um, with this, it was very much the same sort of thing. Like, the environment can do one of two things. It can work with us or it can shape us into something we don't recognise or it can do all these horrible things like Jennifer Jason Lee having cancer being in that situation. Mm. I was expecting something to do with her cancer to happen. Yeah, I was, I was expecting, like, say... Her mass to start growing or like her body starting to like the actual tumor to start being a functional part of her body somehow or something yeah, like yeah. that. But no, nothing like that happened. And I was like, yeah, praise. It. Great. This is good.
1: Yeah. Um, that whole friggin' final part of the film where it turned into a tool video for yeah, friggin' that's... 20 minutes. I love that part. I was friggin'... up and down.
0: I think probably my oh, most fucking beautiful. My most infuriating part for me was just Natalie Portman's face shoved up against a door. I'm fine with that. I was like, I was like, this is, this is fine up until this point where I'm like watching a, a fucking. I was kind of at that point I was like I was like, okay, I've had enough of the of the like interpretive dance ballet troupe that you can't pull. It's beautiful, man.
1: The friggin' weird, like concentric light stuff all forming. <coughs> weird shapes forming. It's like Alex Garland was giving us imagery on screen that's not been done outside of weird music videos mm. or something. He's like he's got a friggin' massive, great big budget sci fi science fiction movie and he's doing weird shite. Do
0: you think the director of this saw? Oh no, sorry, do you think the director of The Last Jedi saw this before making The Last right, Jedi? Right, me and Johnson. Yeah, because that whole imagery, the <laughs> shots almost match.
1: There's a whole bunch of rounds. That- Last Jedi's fucking beautiful as well. Yeah, but... Jesus Christ.
0: You know the whole <sighs> on um Cut 2 or wherever it is? was the band? Which one? Um, in The Last Jedi. Yeah. They've got the hole, which... Which um, <coughs> <coughs> hole? Which is like the dark side of the force. Was uh, a f- deep down the chasm yeah it goes down there's loads of shots that match it like oh, yeah, yeah, centered yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly and it travels down um, no, but really- me
1: and Johnson and Alex Garland are both friggin like complete old fashioned film nerds because yeah. that's the thing a lot of films you get getting this whole thing where a lot of films film the same because the only reference point a lot of these directors are having for their films are other films that are like this and they're not they don't like they've only you get a lot of directors now who the only films they've really watched are like films from the past 30 years <laughs> Yeah. They haven't, they don't have the old fashioned sensibilities. And Rian Johnson has the old fashioned sensibilities. Yeah. And friggin' Alex Garland absolutely does because he's been watching his Yasujiro Ozu. He's been watching his friggin' David Lynch and he's been watching friggin' silent films like Haxon mm. and shit. And he's mixing all this <coughs> grotesque imagery into his films. <laughs> there's like Cronenberg moments in there and stuff like that I was hoping
0: for a little bit more of the Cronenberg stuff we really haven't had like a modern day Cronenberg for a while have we
1: well Cronenberg's been making films that aren't Cronenberg films he's just been doing his gangster movies but they're good films Eastern Promises is great and History History of Violence yeah yeah, Eastern
0: Promises has one of the most painful fight scenes to watch Mm -hmm. ever that naked bathhouse fight scene sexy every time they tread on anything that's sharp I'm
1: like oh that foot that poor foot (laughs) but yeah um, yeah but Annihilation is like I know it's like you know, there's a whole thing where it should have been released in cinemas and stuff and it yeah. should have. But to be honest, fuck cinemas nowadays, like I don't think they kind have, of <coughs> I think
0: American cinemas are a little bit different from UK yeah, cinemas. Yeah, they're pretty
1: messy, but at the same time it's like I don't want to have to pay money to go sit in a cinema and watch this. I wanna I wanna just relax and take it in properly at home.
0: I would like to have seen it in a cinema and then been able oh, yeah. to go
1: home and immediately watch it on Netflix. I would rather have like the situation where like you can watch the film at home and the cinema version's there. For like, you know, if a film's really big and special. Like people go to the Prince Charles cinema all the time to watch stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like,
1: you know, you make it a big special thing. Have cinemas be more like boutique type <laughs> things. I went to go
0: see Mindhorn. <laughs> Mindhorn yeah. I had to go to the picture house cinema to yeah, go well, see. Yeah,
1: well I Mindhorn. saw Commando at the Prince Charles Did cinema. Did you? Yeah. I've seen
0: Commando at the Prince Charles. Did you yeah. go see the they had the seventy beer, millimeter?
1: Yeah, it was beer and pizza night, man. It was a freaking Oh yeah, beer and pizza was, night. Nice. Yeah, I had I like, Robocop and Total Recall as well. It was
0: part of the Arnie. I had like I went to the Arnie Festival, the All Nighter. Yeah. Yeah, and they had that, and they had the 80 millimeter, the no, 70 millimeter version of it, and it mm. looked great. It was yeah. one of those
1: weird, really bright. Freaking watching like, Commando on a cinema screen is like that's, that's, great that's an experience. It's that,
0: the end. It's the end scene oh. where they're like just cutting through that entire compound. off they're they're some steam, yeah. Bennett,
1: and it's the freaking like you know all the you can you can watch those little platforms that launch the guys into the air yeah. when the grenades go off in like well, massive, The weirdest thing
0: is to see the bigger, different types of lenses. Like yeah. when you watch that film, you don't think anyone gives a shit about the scenes, like the scenes yeah. and stuff but the wide lens when they're going into the big shots of like people mm. just blowing up and stuff. And then the soft porno lens when they're like just got him hanging out with his daughter with logs on his shoulder. Like, wow, well, that is a soft shot. That's <laughs> super. There's so much Vass on this fucking lens. uh,
1: what was his, who's his daughter? It was friggin' Listen Milano, yeah, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah. yeah, friggin' the, the cookie girl. Um, Milano's <laughs> yeah. cookies.
0: Um, but yeah. Well, the Milana is the shipping. Yeah. Is named after her. Is it? Yeah. God's oh, yeah. in so, yeah. So. yeah.
1: Yeah. The Milano, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Annihilation. I, I like the fact you can watch just watch it on Netflix, man. Yeah. Because I, I'm I'm I I go I go to the cinema to watch big flashy movies and stuff, and I do like go and see stuff like you know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows and Warcraft and stuff. But I just want to, I if it's something that I need some you know you actually have to pay attention to properly in a really in a I say pay attention to like the Last Jedi is a film you need to pay attention to because that is a film that is crafted with every thematic Last runs Jedi. through. It. Like. That's that film is like every, everything in that is thematically co- tied together. Yeah. like every aspect of there's it.
0: There's a couple of like weird choices in that film. It's freaking beautiful. It's nice looking, but there are a couple of weird choices. Did you
1: see the um the amazing? They did. He does a, there's a shot in the film, um, which is like straight up. You know the samurai movies where, um, someone gets sliced with a sword and you don't know if they've been hit like two warriors clash yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. and you see the blood go all on the floor. Yeah. He does that shot in a really clever way in the film. That's where, the lightsaber, isn't it? Yeah, you know in Mark where, um, Ham, where Luke Skywalker's fighting Kylo Ren. I say yeah. fighting; he's dodging every blow, and mm-hmm. then he just stands there and lets Kylo Ren swipe his lightsaber through him, yeah. and then Kylo Ren skids on the ground in the next shot, revealing the red under the salt. Yeah, and it gives you that look of like the blood splat on the floor after the blade, and it's like brilliant misdirection, it's, like I, fantastic.
0: Um, I liked the uh, I liked the slight nod to Days of Thunder. <laughs> So, you know, when the ships are skidding out, so they've got those, those, those salt skimmers. Yeah. And the ships are skidding out. There's one shot in which there's like a haze from Mm. the heat. Oh, yeah. And you've got like, and and they're cutting through. And I was like, that looks just like Days of Thunder. (laughs) No. That's not meant to be a Days of Thunder nod, is it? My favorite,
1: one of my favorite moments is when they chuck a little jab at Phantom Menace. Oh, really? When, Maz, when they're talking to Maz Katana on the hologram thing, and she's, like, blasting away shooting stuff. i yep. like, what's going on there? She goes, trade dispute, very boring. You don't want to yes. know about it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Annihilation, though. Um, Black Panther, I've only watched two new films this year, Black Panther and this. Oh, Mute, I suppose. Yeah. But let's say Black Panther and this is, like, the big, big flashy movies, because Mute's more of, like, an indie little smaller movie in it. Mm. Um but Black Panther was fantastic and this is like so this is going to be film of the year for me so far this I kind of, highly doubt Solo is going to be better than this
0: this kind of <laughs> makes the whole of the shitty stuff that I watched on Netflix this month um, yeah. a little bit better
1: because the thing is with Netflix you're getting lots of directors going the great thing about Netflix is that I get to make the film I yeah. want to make and then they put out something that's mediocre or not great I mean, look at and me. it makes them look bad Again. Mute's, Mute's alright, man. <laughs> no, Mute Decent. is alright. I've,
0: like, I've, mm. wo- I've worn off a of Mute a little bit. I still think that the script is a fucking mess, and I think the changes that I made were how he originally intended it. Yes. But I agree that Annihilation is a fantastic film.
1: Mute is a more interesting film to watch than most stuff that gets put on. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I'd rather watch that than Ridiculous Six. Oh, yeah. It's interesting, <laughs> but it is infuriating in the same mm. way that
0: Game Over Man's infuriating. Yeah.
1: There's just there's, But Annihilation <coughs> Wasn't made for Netflix So that no. was like that's a, And that's why
0: It's so good Yeah Like there is only One one part where I was like
1: Ugh, And that was just There's a couple of Like digital composites Because a lot of the forest Is um, digitally composited No I, together. I actually didn't mind that But you can But there's kind of A weird thing with the way It looks where it's kind of I think he's doing it On purpose a little yeah. bit Yeah I didn't mind any of there's that There's something Diorama like about Some of mm. the shots um, like he's trying to create a sense of 3D space using 2D images in there. I more
0: got the feeling that he was like making a stage. Mm. So you know when yeah. you see the dense bushes around the this edge. There's a lot of flat
1: shots. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so so he's you've got, loads, creating of, depth. You've also
0: got like, loads of scenes where you've got like a dense border on the outside. Yeah. And it won't be a physical border. You could just walk into the woods but yeah. it feels like they're in an area. Yeah. It feels like they're encased. Um, there was only one part that really irritated me and it was just Tessa Thompson's goodbye, really.
1: Yeah. Like you that was way the... way flowers growing over. Well,
0: that's what I mean. Like... I, I, Even every other scientist Was curious till the end Even mm. like Jennifer Jason Lee Like had things to say About what was happening And she had an interest And she had a drive yeah. And Natalie Portman Had interest Had drive But Tessa Thompson Was just like Well
1: I think she just, just gave up
0: Well yeah That's what I mean Like even if you give up Just say like I can't feel it I can't feel pain This is To me this sensation Isn't pain or anything This is just mm. happening She looks at it And you can see it happening in shot I would have loved for just that, like that weird introspective, you know, like because it feels it feels almost like a '90s really intelligent sci-fi movie, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I would have loved that really because you've always got that one doctor that's like, like you know what? I'm not even sad. Like as they like as they like touch their hand and they can feel like something oozing out or something's changing in. Them. I
1: like it. it. Sort of tells them that those. Plant shaped people weren't just the plants mimicking yeah, people; they yeah. were people who turned into plants. That's what. That's
0: that, yeah. That's why I assumed when I saw them, I didn't yeah. understand why, you would, why. I would have liked.
1: Well, <laughs> this idea is that the whole thing was mirroring what it saw and sat up, heard, and <coughs> that's the whole thing. It was like it wasn't just that it was mixing things together; it was yeah. trying to copy and maybe understand the different things around it.
0: It was taking something that it saw as biological life and then making more biological life, or or yeah. taking it and just merging it with other biological life. What I would have liked is I would have liked to see in a house that was half plant yeah. and then half still brick. <laughs> as if it had tried to like you know, there's just a couple but the Tessa Thompson thing was the only the only thing that I would say was an issue for me was just Tessa's end. Because all through that film she was great. Her dialogue is very, very good. She should have
1: kissed a bunch of girls before going.
0: Her dialogue was fantastic throughout that film. Yeah. And when I saw all the plants and stuff, I thought, All right, so there's a backstory that she self harmed or something like that. Or yeah, was yeah, they to her that life. yeah, that's in there yeah. Yeah. And um, but yeah. then
1: like I start going. Oh. She wears long sleeves to hide her cuts. That's the first time she's not wearing long sleeves. Yeah, yet, I and, then like.
0: I, and, and they don't mention mm. that or anything like that, do they? They mention the cuts. They? they mention the cuts, but they yeah. don't like mention like, oh, you're not wearing long sleeves. Like, yeah. there's nothing like that. You just look at her arms, and then the leaves start coming out. And I, mm. I just, I as someone who, as someone who grew up watching all those weird, cheesy sci-fi horror movies, mm. where you do get like, you do get characters where they go like, what's happening? Oh my god, no, I've got wings now, like. It would be nice just to have a very serious person just say like, well, you know, as a scientist, I don't understand why this is happening, but what it feels like, or how this feels to me. And then, like, as she's trailing off saying, like, I'm saying goodbye to this world, but I'm not saying goodbye to life. I'm still hmm. like, you know, just something nice in it, because he's so fucking good, Alex Gardner, doing dialogue. Yeah. And it just felt like a weird, felt like a weird, let him make a to, Judge Dredd film. Yeah, another one. <laughs> Do you not see?
1: He didn't actually direct Judge Dredd When friggin No he
0: like directed like 90% no, of Carl Dredd
1: Carl Urban what you were saying is that When he says the film was directed by Dredd He was saying it was Alex Garland's thing He didn't direct it
0: there,
1: he, from said what, he was there directing it for like 90% no, from, what, from what every <coughs> set report sounds like Is that the, you know, the guy who directed it directed it But it was like pieced together by Alex Garland Like they basically didn't let the director in the editing suite All yeah. this sort of stuff And Alex Garland's one who actually tied it all together Yeah And stuff and Dread's a fantastic film. Dread is
0: great. I, yeah. I think Alex Garland is probably the filmmaker of our generation. I don't think yeah. he's like. Hugh and Ryan
1: Johnson, man. Friggin' Yeah. Friggin' it's, you watch Friggin' Brothers Bloom and Br- and um, Brick? Friggin' Looper Brick is, Brick is actually one of my yeah. favourite films of the last like. Yeah, Brick's great. And Looper's years. got some fantastic moments in it. Looper's
0: got some really good moments. Looper has a really nice ten year ten year montage mm. that people don't really acknowledge. Yeah. Which is the Bruce Bruce Willis, where is he now? Yeah. You know, as he ages into old Bruce, that ten that 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 just ten minutes, mm. it's fucking great, seamless. Mm. There's like no issues there whatsoever. Yeah,
1: yeah, Very good. Anyway, annihilation. Go see it on your local Netflix.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I I would give it to Tom Atkins. And if you
1: see it in the cinema, go see it in the cinema because you can't you fucking. Can't. No, there's a couple of cinemas showing it. They've um, yeah. it wasn't Prince Charles we were inquiring about, but it turns out some other cinemas got the rights to oh, show. Okay, it. so yeah, but um, they Prince Charles are probably going to try and get it shown because that's like. That's a film for widescreen. Yeah. And um sure. you know, I was watching there's a thing, they've been releasing the IMAX versions of film trailers recently yeah. and I saw like a side by side comparison of the Avengers trailer. Yeah. Like IMAX and the regular one. Yeah. And holy shit, IMAX makes films look shit. Like I know it's really nice high quality image and stuff, but you're building up the size of the screen. So now the frame oh, shot okay. isn't framed the right way yeah. and it stops looking cinematic. You're
0: talking about you get those weird black bars on the sides sometimes as
1: well. Well that's the thing with IMAX, they've made the things taller. So yeah. it's like when you put it on a TV screen you're gonna have to with it. So why not just fucking go four three again? Let's go back to four three ratio. If you're gonna keep making the size, one of the taller... weird things. One of the weird things
0: I found is I found um, a 4K version of the Avengers um, oh, Infinity that... War trailer. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's non IMAX, but it's yeah. like the extended one, so it's a slightly longer one. Mm. Um, and I watched that after watching the regular like, 1080p one. Uh, one of the really nice things is the 4K one, no color saturation. Yeah, you go to the 1080p one. It is saturated as shit. Yeah. It is so bright and red and lit. And, like, I know that's a choice because the Superhero movies, it's bright and peppy and stuff like that. But seeing it in, like, slightly muted colours makes it seem a lot more heavy. Yeah.
1: It's quite cool. I think they need to um, tweak Thanos' look a little bit. It should be a little bit more purple. But whatever, Maybe. that's not a complaint because the friggin'. That actually looks quite neat. The new Avengers film, quite high for it. I'm super excited. It's going to be. Because I think. Because. The first Avengers film had that whole "Holy shit! All the superheroes are together in a movie," and it was like that's it feels special. It's not a perfect film, but it's a very, very well done put together Mm. film. Age of Ultron was like, "All right, cool, okay, the superheroes together, Eh, whatever," and it felt like an Avengers film that was just a stopgap before we got to Thanos. But now we're getting Thanos, and now we're getting Spider Man and fucking Doctor Strange and friggin' Black Panther and and so far scenes and stuff. The the scenes that
0: they've released for like. For all of it, yeah, like there's shit like Peter, pa- Peter Parker and, and Doctor Strange. Yeah. I think
1: that I think just the yeah, I'm Peter Parker. Yeah. What's your name? I'm Doctor Strange. It's oh, these oh, are made up up names.
0: I'm Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, I um,
1: really want to see ...friggin Peter Quill show Iron Man his zoom... Yeah. That but, has to happen.
0: Well, it's, no, it's, it's not that. I I can't wait to see the scene where like Iron Man's like. So that's the plan. Is anybody issues like that's a great plan, but it's I, terrible. It's <laughs> terrible. So let's throw out the window. I've got a better plan. Yeah, <laughs> I just love the fact that all these characters. This is, this is what we said before.
1: There's a lot of them who have never encountered the others as well. It's just going to be cool. Doctor Strange has only met friggin' four. Yeah. He knows four and Loki, that's it. Yeah. Um. You know, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy have no knowledge of anything that's going well, on. Well, they've met four now because they meet yeah. four
0: at the end of Ragnarok.
1: No, they don't meet him at the end of Ragnarok.
0: Yeah, they collect him because he no, he's in one of the post-credits scene. Or is that no. in Guardians of the Galaxy
1: 2? No, no. Well, Ragnarok ends with the um, giant ship arriving next to the... Um, Bridge and they the get on it, yeah, and that's that's where it ends, just you see the giant ship. And oh, and right, the ship. there's
0: like a weird tease then that I must have seen at some point. But for Ragnarok, has like a weird mid-credit scene or some connecting scene in which he's picked up by the Guardians of the Galaxy, where they like see no, the they that see was in them. one of
1: the old trailers. There was a bit where they show the Guardians it's, of the Galaxy going, Who the hell are you? and where four turns around, it's like, Who the hell are you guys? I shows I swear the that Guardians. was like an end credits thing. No, no, the, the post-credit scene on for Ragnarok was the giant spaceship stopping. Like, you know, stopping the ship and it's supposed to be Thanos' ship. Yeah. Because um, apparently the way it goes is that Thanos attacks the ship at the start of the film. That's how the film opens.
0: Yeah, and apparently might kill all the Asgards.
1: Well, a bunch of them. Yeah. He's only got to kill half of them. Yeah.
0: He's pretty strict about that. Um, yeah, he wants to re- he wants to restore balance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I am. I'm a bit like a child when it comes to these things because I am genuinely excited about it. Mm. But it's got another few weeks. May 27th?
1: May 25th over here. May 25th over here.
0: Mm. Um I'm looking forward to it I'm going to see it the day it opens or like the weekend it opens yeah um, you know I don't think it's going to knock off my favourite film right now Paddington 2
1: <laughs> that was last year though so not no this year
0: 4K Blu-ray still oh. still number one in my heart yeah. Um,
1: but yeah when I'm looking forward to it I'm going to get my Transformers the 1986 animated movie on 4K HDR
0: <laughs> when it's out I'll buy it I swear yeah, yeah. I genuinely will buy that in 4K and we can sit down and we can watch it and we yeah. can watch Awesome Worlds go I am whatever my name is. He doesn't, he doesn't, I am a big planet man. He's Beware! A... That's not what he sounds like. I'm a robot man. That's
1: not what he sounds like.
0: Watch out, Peter Parker. Megatron. Galatron. Galvatron. 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 Jesus. Don't...
1: Soundwave. Try to mock.
0: Bumblebee. He never meet
1: Soundwave. What
0: does a planet
1: care of a bee? Where are the dinosaurs? Doesn't sound anything like that. Right, what? Are you done?
2: Are you done now? Right,
1: <laughs> say goodbye to the people. <laughs> say goodbye.
2: Try Stop coughing. <coughs>
1: so Stop. that is the end
0: of Crit Apocalypse episode 85. 84, 84. 84. I've been Matt. You can find me at Crit on Twitter. And also I'm here with the lovely Ant, who you can find at lv 54 Monkey on Twitter. Or you can find him on YouTube. The most popular Mellow Gaming channel with 521 subscribers.
1: Until any other fucker makes a channel. Until any
0: other fucker makes a channel. And suddenly gets gets 500,000 subscribers. subscribers. He is
1: the number one most popular Probably with the back of like five videos. You haven't done your
0: Hellboy video yet and I feel that's the detriment here.
1: Yeah, I'm fine. No, you got to do your Hellboy video. I bought you a present, play your present. I don't want to
0: switch on the Xbox. You do, because you got Hellboy, Science of Evil. The new one's coming out soon in the film, so you got to play that and then you get some viewers.
2: Oh, fuck off.
1: <coughs> we couldn't even make it to the end of the podcast without coughing again. Say so goodbye.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. I love you. Uh, as always, Trump fucks kids, and uh, Annihilation was great.
1: Yeah, bye.